Good Saturday morning. There we are. All in the headphones and everything. Welcome in the Scramble Sports Sit Down. We found our voice, boys. Kind of. I'm hoarse. Yeah, it's been a long week. Vegas is pissed this morning. The over-under on sounding the horn last night was seven and a half. (laughs) (laughs) Kidding me? G Vegas. Are you kidding me? It is what it is. I love this song, by the way. That sax is so slick, man. I'm tired. I feel like Graham did last week. Not quite like that. <laughs> I'm just really tired. No, not quite like Graham. Quite like, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm pretty tired, though. What's up? Got got Graves in the house with us. Let's go. Got Lefko. How's it going? Got Simpson. Football's back. Still can't get Wire to work. Also couldn't get Landon to work this morning for the Lakeland's Player of the Week, which will start next week, apparently. That's going to be a routine. Yes. Yeah, it's He's always going to start next week. It's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the, it's uh, like free beer tomorrow, yeah. bro. <laughs> yeah, it's always going to be next week with him. Trust me. It's kind of yeah. like those mysterious shows out in orbit somewhere that we have. That's correct. The first mysterious first three episodes. Yeah. For Someone listened to those, by the way. Oh, yeah. Rob Manfred. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. If you listen, if you were the ones that listened to the first three episodes, you know exactly what he's talking about. You know exactly what he's talking about. Lot to get to this morning. We're going to talk NFL fantasy. We're going to talk MLB. We're going to talk some NBA. We got smart. I got smart at least anyway, and put a flex segment in for us so we can go over without going over. I was thought that was pretty ingenious. We're definitely going to talk some high school football because why not? By the way, some, some random other news around the Lakelands. McCormick has promoted Willie Brown to head basketball coach. Yeah, Willie Brown, he, he looks like he's 20 years old in that picture I saw online yeah. at the Index Journal. Yeah. Um, but he's been in the program before, so really a great promotion for him to become the head basketball coach. A good opportunity as yeah. well. All right, let's shoot around the Lakelands real quick, look around the Lakelands. From Friday, September the 2nd, kind of. We'll start with a Thursday night game, which McCormick dispatching Fox Creek 16-6. to yeah. was, That was not the score that I, I predicted or thought that it was no. going to be, but they By got the, the first win. Yeah, but hey, how about this? Durant, 21 carries for like 68 yards. They made it their mission. They were going to stop Durant, McCormick. It, it turned into a defensive battle, a defensive struggle. If I was reading correctly, I believe total yardage combined for both teams was somewhere around 200 yards. 133 yards of total offense. Um, so it turned into definitely a defensive struggle. Who would have sat here and said, what's the key to McCormick winning? Defense. Yeah. Oh, Durant's going to be <laughs> bottled up for three yards of carry. Do you think McCormick can win? No. 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 Never. No shot. So yeah, whenever we picked it Tuesday, I thought Durant was going to break loose. For I was th- had envisioned like 175 yards. Just huge game to – finally get on track but yeah like you said that's crazy they won with him averaging three yards a carry that is nuts Fox Creek only scored six points is that right or seven points coming into that game oh yeah they weren't they weren't good coming in yeah they're still not good they're not a good team they lost pretty much what they had going from last year they're a good team last year good football team Saluda took care of 96 39 to 15 that was 15 to 8 at half it was and Saluda pulled away in the second half Tyleek Mathis went off in that game Braden Williams as well went off 153 yeah. rushing yards and a touchdown, and 96 made it their mission in the first half. 
They were going to play too high safety, take away all the big plays that Saluda has in the passing game. And what does Saluda do? They turn around and hand the ball off to their freshman stud running back, and he goes off the entire game. I kind of figured that's what would happen. Uh, that crowd probably kept 96 in the game the first half. Tough environment to play in, obviously, and then I kind of thought that Saluda would eventually pull away in the second half, which is what happened. They, they did pull away in the second half. A lot of that due to uh, Zion Wright also had a pretty good game mm -hmm. on the outside. Their defense played well in the secondary, intercepted Braden Mitchell four times as yeah. well. That makes it tough. I like the heart. And he's a junior, so he'll, I think next year they, they can be a pretty good team. They're going to lose a couple of guys, some studs off, that, off the team this year, but 96 will be okay in the future, I think. Spartanburg Christian – Comes into Calhoun Falls and hammers the Blue Flashes 50-6. to six. That's the one that I didn't see coming. I thought not. Calhoun Falls would at least keep it competitive in the first half. Um, that game got out of hand very quickly. And uh, what did the, the young man that plays for Emerald that's our inside Robert scout, Woodard. Robert Wooder, <laughs> what did he say on that game? Well, he so in Skiza, Greenwood Christian and Spartanburg Christian are really big rivals. And so he said, as much as it pains me to say this, Spartanburg Christian is going to win. So yeah. I think he picked them. Did yeah. he say by that score, though? I don't think anybody I think he said <laughs> No, I think he said close. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, you never know what you're going to get with some of those private schools, though, because it's free round, who can come, who can't type of thing. So you never know. So hard, really hard to pick those games. Plus, we don't know much about them. But yeah. you have we some know. teams that are – on par with Calhoun Falls, I mean, depth-wise. And you have some teams that come there, but just a couple studs. You never know. Calhoun Falls is not very good. We know that. Yeah. They've been blown out. No, but they have athletes. So the issue is just depth. Like, you just can't play a game of football with 20 guys. But they we have, found that out last they night. That's exactly close. what I was about to say. They yeah. haven't been close this year. No, they haven't. But you just can't play a game of football with 20 dudes, man. I want to see them at least hang in their first quarter, going into the That's deep tough. in the second quarter. I know it's going to get out of hand at some point, but hang in there. It's tough, man. That's where we're going to go with Greenwood here in a second. I, I got some some issues with that as well. Uh -oh. that score. Well, we're gonna, we'll get to them in a minute. Let's, <laughs> let's let's get to Dixie and Greenwood Christian, thirty-four to six at Victory Field last night. Dixie put a good little thumping on Greenwood Christian for their first win of the year. Yeah, I believe Dixie got some players back, was able to return to health, and that's what propelled them to that victory. Yeah, I have a lot of I have a buddy of mine that's a Dixie grad, King Quirrell's flop. If you're listening, that's his nickname, but. Uh, he goes to all those games, home and away, um, has gone for years. And he, he said they have some athletes. Uh, Hunter Satterfield's a running back, I believe, that's a pretty good athlete, have been hurt and came back. So they have some guys. That's, they're another one of those, just a, a typical 1A team that has a lot of guys that play both sides. And whenever you lose your running back, you also lose your outside linebacker. When you lose a receiver, you're also losing your safety. So it sounds like they got healthy and kind of rode the ship last night a little bit. Yeah, I mean, Dixie – were the better team, and they needed they needed a stage to set that for, uh, and that's what they did. They went out and they took care of business. That's the best thing for them to do to get back on the right track for this season. They are back on track. That's a pretty good win, thirty-four to six. Yep. Greenwood Christian, maybe a little bit of rebuilding for Coach Dude a little over there. Abbeville twenty-eight fourteen over Southside Christian. That was a pretty good test after taking up taking on one of the top three A teams. Southside Christian is a top single A team. But Abbeville handles, handles it pretty easily. Yeah, uh, Southside Christian actually was driving for the game time score. Uh, Abbeville had gone up 21 nothing in the first half, and Southside Christian went in, made some adjustments at half, and they're going in to actually tie the ball game. 
and it's intercepted. I uh, can't remember the Abbeville player's name, but he takes it back for the, the winning Gavin touchdown. Calhoun. Gavin Calhoun. Calhoun, there you go. So that's what propels Abbeville to that victory with their backup quarterback because Zay Rayford is still out with that tweaked hamstring. It's always interesting to me whenever you have a team that's so successful like Abbeville and they're dominant and how they respond to adversity. So I think that was just a good answer after losing the tough one the week before to Powdersville, uh, responding to getting a big win against a quality team. Well, Greenwood goes up the road to Dorman. Uh, Graves is scrolling. <laughs> I want to get the opinion of, of Jacob and Graham on this one. It, are y'all at all concerned about Greenwood's defense? I know they're playing elite competition, but at the same time. But at the same time, when you're giving up 49, 56, and 38. The defense didn't give up all the points against Dorman, I don't think. I'm just trying to. No, my, well, my, Dorman, my index journal subscription is inexplicably not working. <laughs> I'm going to have to get Cody over here to figure, fix uh, this, man. I, so, Dorman scored 35 points in the second quarter. I believe that there were multiple scoop and score on yes. fumbles in the game. So, that wouldn't be on the defense. I don't think the defense gave up the 49. Yeah. Uh, I'm not talking about the points. I'm talking about the yardage that Dorman was able to rack up it through the air. I can't tell you what they were because I well, can't get even, into my index journal so subscription. it. Well, okay, so from a from that perspective, on we talked about Abbeville and teams that give Abbeville trouble are always those teams that are going to spread it out and push the ball downfield. And traditionally, teams I've seen Greenwood really, really struggle with, even when they were at their peak, are teams that can spread it out and throw the ball a lot. You think of uh, one of the most hyped games in the in recent years. Whenever I was in high school, it was Greenwood Burns. When Burns was number one in the state, Greenwood was number two. Even Dayton, that was two thousand and. 6, 2007, and with Will Corn, Prince Miller, all those guys, they had a hard time with those guys. I mean, moving forward, so I think Greenwood's always had a hard time defending the pass for one reason or another, um, yeah, or they harder. Al- they allowed 436 yards of offense, 244 Oof. coming through the air, gave and up a 9.7 average on the ground to Demarius Foster, Dorman's running back. I'd like to – Dorman's pretty good, though. Let me ask you guys this. I, I'm not, yeah. you know, doubting they're good. I'm just saying I, I want to see some resistance. Uh, Greenwood's yeah. defense came into the season highly touted. They give up the, they give up the big play. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm worried about. They get, they can play with you, but they they might give up an 80-yard pass or a 70-yard run, which inflates those stats, especially per carry stats. Yeah. But, uh, but that also indicates to you yeah. when you got a 9.7 yards per carry that they're giving up big plays. Yes. I think that – let's talk yeah. about this quickly if we can – so, you have these people, I mean, Greenwood fans will say, okay, well, we're just preparing for the region. Okay, we're going to play Murderers Row, we're going to play AC Flora, then we're going to bring Sandy Creek in, then we're going to play Dorman, North Augusta, Hannah as our non-region. Okay? That's tough. And then, so, oh, we're preparing for the region, we're going to run through the region. Well, it's it's got to be a psychological thing at that point, I feel like. If you start, the wheels could fall off really, really quick. If you start, if you were to lose to North Augusta next week, you're 0-4 going to Teal Hannah. Who Westside beat forty-five to seven last night, but Hannah's still an established program in the upstate now. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a fine line when you're scheduling non-region between where Greenwood is and then kind of what Coach DeBose has done at Emerald, where he hasn't scheduled a bunch of cupcakes, but he's scheduled some manageable wins where he can be competitive going into regions. So, it, which side do you lie on? Am I gonna, am I going to stack my schedule or am I going to right? You know what I'm saying? I just want to know, is it symptoms of a larger issue for the defense because right, yeah. they're giving up these big plays? I think, are well, we, should we be worried about that? I think it's missed tackles, which honestly, if you want to have a problem, you know, missed tackles is pretty easy to fix uh, practice-wise. And reps was the biggest thing is that they didn't get a lot of them. 
uh, especially preseason wise. So they went straight into the fight up against the best teams in the sit up against the best teams in the state of South Carolina and Georgia yeah. to start the season. But let's take a look at this. Greenwood Dorman at the end of the first quarter, it was Greenwood seven, Dorman zero. Mm -hmm. With ten forty four left in the second quarter, Greenwood seven, Dorman eight. With seven fifty two left in the second quarter. Greenwood 7, Dorman 15. That sounds like one of those defensive scores there. 5.56 left in the second quarter. Greenwood 7, Dorman 21. 3.16 left in the second quarter. Greenwood 7, Dorman 28. 105 left in the second quarter. Greenwood 7, Dorman 35. So at halftime, it was 35-7 Dorman. At the end of the first quarter, it was 7-0 Greenwood. Yeah, that's tough. That is, that's a tough break for them. That's a tough schedule, man. But I think they'll be fine come region play, and they'll, they'll probably make a good playoff run. They do have to solve some of their defensive issues, but I think they can get that worked out. Well, in Valhalla. They did have an interception, though. So. so did Ware Scholes, yes. ironically. <laughs> <laughs> Last no, night. No comparison between Greenwood and No, Scholes none whatsoever. Except for that one thing. They That's both the had only one interception did, yeah. last night. Yeah, exactly the same last night. Key Holloway intercepted one time in route to when he looks electric on the ground. He Man, running the football, he looked pretty good. Oh, yeah. He can put his foot in the ground and change direction at full speed. And it's ridiculous, man. I like my knee broke twice watching him. And I was just, I almost, I almost fell to the ground. And just hurt watching, seeing what he was doing. That guy is special, man. He's a sophomore, too. Yeah, he put those kids in the matrix on that one run he did. for a touchdown. I mean, it seemed oh. like he juked three or four times yeah. on the defense. And, yeah, he's a he's a special player. He's almost at 200 yards for the season. But we wouldn't know we didn't get the stats. <laughs> he reminds me of – and I, I told Graves this and I've told a couple other people this, but uh reminds me of guys, Eric Matthews, that played at Greenwood in the early 2000s. He was actually the starting quarterback – broke his foot, and he's the entire reason Armani Edwards got a chance to play quarterback at Greenwood um, his junior year. But kind of same old, short, shifty, quick, but like you said, he's electric with the ball in his hands. There's another guy who got his shot after Drew Bledsoe got hurt. Remember him? Yeah. Famous Tom. Yeah. The goat. He's washed up. Yeah. He's a, no, he's a nobody at this point. <laughs> I, you know, his presser, presser was interesting after he came back. I don't know if you guys saw it where he's like, man, I, you know, life's hard, man. There's like, rumors out there that him and Giselles are, are on the outs for, under, for another time. It's been like the third or fourth time in the last four or five years. Yeah, so listen, man, like if you're the wife of anyone like a Tom Brady, in fa like she makes, she's worth like twice what he is, by the way. Like she's, yeah. she's good on her own. She doesn't need him. She had a pretty successful career, I guess. I never heard of her until she became the wife of Tom Brady. That's how I learned who Giselle was. That's how much I care about sports and only sports, it seems like, I guess. But you retire and then you unretire, man. Like, I, I'm i feeling like right now, like, and Jacob will know what I'm talking about. I'm feeling like he made that decision while he's sitting around with the boys drinking a beer and went home and told his wife without talking to her what he decided to do. And it is not going over Look, well. Things so, can't be good at home if you'd rather be sacked by Aaron Donner. Aaron Donald, then hang out with a supermodel. And I will say, Giselle, the rumor is that she <laughs> – I tried to talk over that, but I can't even do it. I mean, yeah. that's a meme, but honestly, it makes sense. <laughs> I stole the meme, but, like, things can't be good when you'd rather be uh, good playing football every Sunday. The Sunbathing. way you said it, yeah, it's just – That yeah. was great. That was great, yeah. That's what we're here for every <laughs> morning. But what I was going to say is, 
there's a rumor Giselle, so she, like you were saying, Brian, she retired from her industry, but now she's coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a show, I think, coming up overseas. I think it's Victor- Victoria's Secret show. And uh, she decided that after a trip to the Bahamas, she is going to return to her career of modeling. And, yeah, Tom Brady, actually, they're saying that his absence was due to her taking this trip to the Bahamas and leaving the kids, not really telling anybody where she was going, and Tom had to go home and, and babysit the kids. <laughs> So, sorry, fellas, I got the kids tonight. <laughs> For the next actually 11 days. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, boys, I'm out on uh, minicamp. Yeah. Yeah. Can't make our regular Thursday in the water. No, it's not the same at all, is it? I agree with you, though. I think he was just sitting around one day with the boys and Gronk and yeah. all his buddies, Edelman. Hey, you know what would be great? What if I unretired and went back to football? <laughs> hey honey, comes home. Hey honey, good news. I'm going back to play. What? Yeah. <laughs> the crazy part is though, the guys he's sitting around in with the at the table, none of them came back. It was just him that said he was. They're like, yeah, retire. bro, go for it. We'll yeah. do it. No. <laughs> oh man, good times. All right, we got a lot to get to. We're gonna get the things we learned next. Uh, coming up in hour two, we got all kind of baseball and some NBA, WNBA. By the way, the Aces are rolling. They're gonna they're gonna win Is that this series thing. over. I don't know. I was up too late with high school football last night. I did not even I told my wife laying in the bed, I said I need to be looking at ESP. I need to be watching Sports Center right now, but it's midnight and I've got to go to bed because I've got to get up at a quarter to six. I know the series isn't over. I'm just saying you're calling it. You're saying the Aces. I think they gonna, can beat them. Yeah. Yeah, they're gonna beat Seattle and win the whole. Two thing. best players in the league right now going head to head is sweet in Asia Wilson, Brandon Stewart. Yep. That's coming up top hour number two. We'll get into some NFL talk, some fantasy talk. We've got a draft amongst ourselves today. So the fantasy talk will likely be very guarded on the show this morning since we all have draft strategies that we need to employ this tonight at what, about 8.15, right? I thought it was tomorrow. Is it tomorrow? Oh, tomorrow at 8.15. Yeah, yeah, tomorrow. My bad. College football starts, like, start starts today. Like, start starts today. So we'll talk some Clemson, Carolina. Top 25, all that stuff. We'll get more in-depth on Emerald, by the way. 49-6 to six was the final. I don't even know if we got to that point or not. We'll talk certainly more about that later. Top five today? Top five teams in a fight. Top five. Yes, I'm excited about this, this one. This is going to be fun. Like, it's Sports Fight Club, bro. Does anybody have the Bad News Bears on their list? I do not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that is a, I, thought, I didn't realize we were going fictional teams. I might have to change. <laughs> oh, I've got there. fictional teams on mine. Oh, then, well, then I'm changing your mind between now and then. Yeah, yeah. well, we got time. We got a couple hours. <laughs> Matter of fact, you know, uh, Miss Miller up the front, I was like, how do y'all, y'all just sit back there and talk? How do y'all have that much to say? <laughs> That's what you, you haven't known me very long. <laughs> like, I'm not even finished at 11. We're just getting warmed up, right? We are just getting warmed up. We got tons of stuff coming. We're going to figure out what, on, what all went on in the sports world this past week. What we learned coming up on the other side here on the Scrambled Sports Sit-Down.
This is the story of a girl who cried a river and drowned the whole world. And while she looks so sad in photographs, I absolutely love her. Welcome back ish. Ish. Three fourths of the way back, I guess. Scramble Sports sit down Saturday morning. King Lethko Simpson. Graves. Ish. He's here somewhere. He's here somewhere. Is he getting breakfast? There's the expunging supper. That's the question. Oh, he's got he's candy's got him up front. That's the problem. By the way. We had two ejections last night in the Emerald game. That was Candy's son who got ejected. Really? Yeah. I, w- I went back and looked at the film at home last night. I saw what probably is easily offsetting personal fouls. The camera does come off of it late. But the soon something ha- to, to, in my mind, something had to have happened before mm-hmm. that play because as soon as the ball's kicked, they go right to each other. And it, it gets pretty aggressive. But now, I also heard from Landon that it can get chippy with Wershels. He said there's a couple of dudes who. He knows that just from basketball? Yeah, and from the football game last week. Oh, yeah, yeah, Wershels. that makes sense. Yeah. I oh. didn't know if he knew it from playing basketball against him. Yeah. For, I, don't know that, I don't know that we played Wershels maybe gotcha. once, maybe when he was in middle school. Gotcha. It's been a while. Welcome back. Yeah, it takes a while to, to get a water and a fruit bowl. Yeah, yeah. Candy took your order. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's that lady's name. Yeah, there's somebody was, in front of me. They're they're having a, a conversation about life. That's you know, welcome to life with that's yeah. candy. <laughs> that's how that's that. Yeah. So you I mean yeah, that is what it is. She does, takes good care of, care of us though here at Howard, she which does. is where we're hanging out on Saturday morning. Yeah, which is great. It's like fun, even though I think Jacob and I have both mentioned how tired we are this morning. I'm dragging hard this morning, like, but. What's better than just sitting around chatting sports for three hours with the fellas? Especially when it's all football for the main part. I mean, yeah, almost all football. It's that time of year. Yep. We'll talk about fights, too. This is, this is going to be cool because we're going to get our top five things, our teams in a fight. Did I guess I put fictitious, fictitious teams in. Did you put fictitious I teams? Didn't, I, I didn't. I didn't. Okay, I will substitute my fictional teams because I had the Bad News Bears and I also had Longest Yard. That's a good point. Yeah. I mean, who – how can that not be your number one, right? Any given They're Sunday. They're in prison. <laughs> Any given Sunday. That was a that was a team too. Yeah, it does. You know, watch yeah, out yeah, for a fight. That, look, man. Yeah. Willie Beeman can get shanked. The replacements was another good one. Yeah. No, man, they, look. My but boys, you're right. I mean, yeah, longest get, yard. Yeah, yeah, longest yard with are you talking about the original longest yard? We're talking yard about or? Smokey and a Bandit longest yard. It's always the original. Burt Reynolds, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. 
But Smokey, I always call him Smokey and the Bandit because he's just so cool. <laughs> yeah, you could get shanked at any given time on any yeah, given man, like I you thought you were talking about the new Donkey Star with like Goldberg and the Great Khalid. No, that, and that wasn't real. Nelly and Nelly. Nelly was in the youngest yard. The new one, he's the running back, Earl Megan. I, I, I never saw that. One. Michael Irvin was <laughs> in it. Michael That's Ir- semi-appropriate. I mean, right? I'm not scared of any of those guys. I'm Y'all not scared seen of Nelly. The longest yard is no Goldberg, no. the great Khali, the big Indian dude. That used to I'm be not, in the and I'm especially not going to watch it now. Was Burt Reynolds in that one? Burt Reynolds, because he makes a um, a Wichita appearance. He makes an appearance just like the coach. He's been locked up. Nate Scarborough been locked up for years. Uh, Adam Sandler's the quarterback, Paul Carew. Uh, Nelly's the running back. Michael Irvin plays Deacon Moss, the receiver. Look at this stud who just walked in. Lander's very own rugby coach. Buckley Billings is the most rugby name ever. <laughs> what a stud, man. He, you ever, I've, I've had to work out with that guy. Rugby players are not fun to work out with, bro. That's the. It is not fun. It is punishing. Those dudes. By the way, there's a position. This is totally okay to say because this is actually a position in rugby that my buddy Paul played, called hooker. Paul was a hooker. It's true. True story. So when you see Paul Cunin, make sure you tell him he's a hooker. Paul Cunin. You put a last name with it. When you said yeah. Paul, I had no idea who you were talking about. Paul's a hooker. You wow. know Paul. Yeah, I know Paul. Yes. He's a hooker. I he never- was a hooker. He was I didn't a hooker see at Clemson. Him as a, a rugby player, so he played rugby at Clemson. Paul is yes. Paul is sneaky athletic, bro. My favorite rugby position has got to be five eighths. Better than hooker. Mm, five eighths. Well, five eighths is a little cheaper, possibly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> I have things we learned. I'm gonna go not so. Not so heart, not so crazy. I'm gonna go a little heartfelt today, all right? Because this story moved me in my soul. The longest story of perseverance in at least Reds history, if not Major League history. Fernando Cruz chose Lion King's "Circle of Life" for his walkout song the other night. He was 32 years old, making his Major League debut for the Cincinnati Reds. Struck out two and was very emotional. Said it was all worth it to get to go pitch in one big league inning. Now, that's a great story. This is kind of stuff they make movies. They made a movie about Rudy, too. This dude literally has worked his whole life to pitch in one inning. This is lunacy. Why? Why waste your whole life for one? But you know what? If I could pitch one inning in the major leagues, I'd damn well do it too, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it doesn't make any sense, bro. But, like, could I, if I could say, if I could tell my grandkids I struck out two batters in the major leagues, if I could be Moonlight Graham, mm-hmm. man. He did it for the Reds, though. So. <laughs> That's the only problem. He did it for the Reds. It's not like he came up with the Dodgers in the pennant race. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was thinking. Is that really going to be his only inning pitching all year? I don't know if it'll be his only inning. He did, he okay. converted. Look, he converted to being a pitcher late in his career. He was getting like toasted at third base, um, and it was like stuck in a ball. And so in 2011, he became a pitcher. And eh, he I, continued to play. I mean, I guess he could. I mean, it's tough to play in the minors, bro. Like this is not glorious baseball, bro. No, it's miserable. 
I know a number of dudes who played minor league baseball, and they don't speak highly of it <laughs> at all, man. Host families and are you creeping on people? No, oh. I'm just checking. <laughs> Our social so media made putting his arena. business all out there yeah, on so. Front Street. Yeah, it's not anymore. He closed it out quickly. And I was like, I mean, I'm not cyber stalking you, whoever that guy was. Then. <laughs> no, one of my friends changed his profile picture. Let's see what happened. Dude, uh, man, yeah, you're just all on him. That is oh what it is. God. <laughs> Look, you guys are all on me all the time, man. I gotta <laughs> give it back at whatever level I can. One, right. thi- one thing I learned was that LeBron James is going to finish his career in Utah <laughs> because they're going to have all the, picks all the picks for the next five or six years. They're yeah. going to draft Bronny, and LeBron has already said that his last season of his career is going to be played with his son. Utah is going to draft his son, and that's where he's going to finish his career. Um, the chances are pretty good. Did you all see the Sports Illustrated cover, the new Sports Illustrated? So whenever – did you all see this with LeBron and his sons? Where when his junior year he had the – LeBron was on the covers – with the chosen one, the chosen one, and now yep. it says the chosen sons, and it's him and his sons. That's pretty neat. Regardless of what you think about the guy, that's pretty neat. Yeah, and regardless of what you think of his sons, if you think they're the chosen ones or not, that's still a pretty good, cool cover for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, it's a, yeah. You can see all the bravado in the seventeen-year-old on the original. I'm looking at the SI covers now. He's been on a few of them, by the way. Yeah, just a few. <laughs> One thing I learned is that Valley Sports South, or whatever the network is, the Braves play for, frown upon drinking on the job. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if y'all watched this, but Graham, did you watch the Thursday night baseball from the Bleachers broadcast? Did you see that? I watched some of it, yes. So essentially, did you see any of it? A little bit. So it was Jeff Rancourt, Brian McCann. I'm glad y'all had time to watch baseball games on Thursday, but I was working on a football Their show. Their whole crew. Doing baseball from the bleachers, so they're like right about right beside the chop house, broadcasting the game from there. So they're doing pregame and showing Brian McCann and Jeff Rancor walking through the battery, signing autographs. And Jeff Rancor will say on TV that he's a beer drinker, like he'll just admit it. And he's walking through there, and it's like, oh, he's got a beer. <laughs> so then they're broadcasting the game, and they flip to him, and then they immediately change camera angles where you can't see what's in front of him. I said, whoa, 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 <laughs> and I rewound it and paused it. My man has a terrapin IPA. <laughs> Like a terrapin. Uh, at least he's got good taste in good beer. Man. He has the Frenchy blue, like unlike the, the day drinkers who were over here pounding natties earlier. But my wife, my wife was like, "What just happened?" And I paused and I said, "Anna, he's drinking beer on yeah. national TV." Yeah. <laughs> a la Drake. So, <laughs> <laughs> kind of figured that would be a thing considering they were in the bleachers. But yeah, I mean, like, what did you expect when you, you go into bleachers? I mean, yeah, that's the whole point of being in the bleachers. I was on TV with a beer one time on a baseball game. But yeah. I don't know that I would go. True story. But it didn't seem like they were too enthused whenever he had it in front of them. No, like, probably oh. not. From from a branding standpoint, it's not really what you want. You you, you but he branded that beer. Sure, but I get it. Like that's kind of what added to the element of sitting in the bleachers. But he, you know, like, and I look, I love Terrapin beer. Right, that they, they make. That's probably my favorite. Hopsecutioner. Yeah, that's that is my favorite brew. They do is Hopsecutioner. It's good stuff, man. Um, but I'm not. I, I might drink a beer afterwards, and I don't think there's anything wrong with it, personally. Like if, I mean, I don't think it's terrible to drink a beer like while you're working, necessarily, except for the perception of drinking a beer while you're working is terrible, man. Like, you just can't Especially do it. Especially when you're on national TV. Yeah, you just can't do it. And, but Frank Gore's always been this way. Like He said he was going to buy the team beer beer on him, Silver Bullets, after they beat the Mets. That's correct. So and that, and, and he that's right. admittedly says it. Like, and, that's right. and then he blamed himself. No, he didn't blame himself. But he could have blamed himself for Ozuna. <laughs> Of the Braves. 
Oh my gosh, that was the same night. <laughs> that was the same <laughs> night. Yeah. So it's all Frank Court's fault. <laughs> Is that why Frank Court just mysteriously goes missing? For like a stretch of ball games, like we don't hear from him. Is he on a, bend? like on a bender? Yeah. He says he's working for TBS. <laughs> yeah, you don't see him on TBS. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess not. Yeah, okay. He's hungover, bro. He is, yeah. I'm good with it. He More can't recover like him. he used to. He can do Yeah, that's right. He ain't got it like he used to, I guess. Can't recover like he used to. That's, that's a fact. You get older, you cannot recover like you used to. All right, Graham, what you got? <laughs> oh. He had to get off Twitter first. I don't know, first. like – I've, I've been debating of whether I should do Serena or Kevin Durant. There's so something just, to say about Kevin Durant? I'm just going to do both. I'm going to do both. Serena, I don't want to say we learned this, but she is the greatest tennis player of all time, men or women. I don't think that's much of a debate. Top five athlete of all time. Um, and it's sad to see her go. But all all the uh, festivities that the U.S. Open did, especially after her first she match. Lose last night? She did. She did lose. To the Aussie. Uh but We're not talking about that part of it. Yeah. After like after our first match, the video message and the narration they had from Oprah was really really cool, and all the festivities throughout the week, um, having her and uh, her husband and and daughter there on on the TV screen was was really cool to see, and and even seeing her and Venus play doubles one last time was also a sight to see. But Serena last match ever, unless she pulls a Tom Brady, but I don't expect it. So that was uh, it's cool to see just how we saw everybody in the world come to Arthur Ashe Stadium. Like Tiger Woods was there. Um, even Jalen Brunson was sitting in the nosebleeds. That's how <laughs> that's how hard it was to get a ticket. Like the guy just got a contract from the New York Knicks. Is yeah, a little fishy story there too. But go ahead. Yeah, right. he <laughs> just he just got fifty million dollars, <laughs> and uh, he is he's. Fighting for a seat. Uh, but yeah, everybody was there. Um, Francisco Lindor was sitting right behind the mayor of New York, and the mayor of New York had no idea who he was. That's great, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, that was uh, that was really cool. Like, even Twitter, everybody, all the celebrities, and, and pe- many people that you know, are influencers that usually don't talk about tennis that, uh, that do. You have NBA reporters and NFL reporters and fans and NFL players and NBA players, MLB players all chiming in on the subject uh, and and giving their respects to what a great career it was for Serena Williams. And then on Kevin Durant. Let's pause at Serena for a moment Okay, before we get to Kevin Durant because that's so less much newsworthy than yes. Serena. Serena, of course, Venus kind of started this, this paving of it, but Serena changed the face of sports, not just tennis. Right. I mean, she changed everything. And I can't even quantify really or put my finger because – if I had to, to think about it and write about it, I'm sure at some point I could. But just sitting here thinking about it, I can't tell you what she did necessarily, specifically, except that it's so much different than what it was. And right. it's so much better. Yeah. And I don't know how to just get maybe a tennis player can. And I'm not like a tennis guy. Well, she didn't play a junior tournament. It just, just went, Yeah, but I mean, just, uh, just her, her attitude on the court. Well, man. I think one thing that she did, she, she gave tennis players – more avenues right. of where they can make their money, not For just sure. on the court, but then also, you know, modeling, acting. You know, she has her own, uh, I think, movie company as well. So she's given other avenues like an Osaka, Naomi Osaka. Right. Um, and just, you know, Stone Coco Stevens, Golf. Coco Golf. These players now have – you can see them not just on the court, but then also on television. And, you know, 
I, th- I think Serena, that's really where I look at her. That's where she stands out to me. I love her bravado, too. When they ask her if she was, th- she was surprised by her play, she just kind of giggled. <laughs> Looked at that lady like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Talking to my dad, that's what he's actually uh, mentioned about some of the younger American players. When she was, you know, down uh, in that last match, she's playing the number two player of the world and every reason to quit. Mm-hmm. And she just has that it factor. You know, when she the ch- the chips are down, she's always going to rise above. I'm and just that's Serena. what some of the tennis players of the modern era are missing right now. Yeah. They're missing that it factor that Serena has. Well, I'm, I'm Serena, Serena in tennis, I love it. women's tennis especially, has the best serve in women's tennis history, and it's not even, like, in the same country mile as somebody right. else. It is not even close, and it will never, ever be close for Serena being – who she was, especially on the serve. Yeah. She she created, uh, you know, holding serve, you know, in winning the games on your serve is, is more of a men's thing. It doesn't matter in women's tennis, you know, who's serving or who's returning because the men, they're, they're pumping out 125 every time on the first serve. But when Serena can pump out 110 and the girl she's playing is doing 85, it makes a huge difference. Sure. So I, I think that the biggest thing is changing the game creating more power in her strokes for sure, the backhand and the forehand. So her forehand is nasty, man. And the ground strokes in the serve was just otherworldly. It was not even – it was mythical yeah. to have somebody, woman, serving that hard uh, and nobody else was even coming close to touching that. And we're assuming she's done because she and Venus got beat two in doubles. Yes. So yeah. It is what it is. All right, tell us about Kevin Durant briefly because since we have to. Kevin Durant <laughs> – Says, oh, he's all in on the Nets. Oh, gosh. Is he back out? He is uh, removing his trade request. From, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, from, yeah. So, uh, and then, but now he's saying there's people reports. and they're <laughs> I'll try to find this. This is why this he's on Twitter. Way. Now we know. I was trying to he find this, this certain report. No. But it's had something to do with the Nets. And, um, yes, here it is. He's an egoless player. This is coming from. Uh, a source close to the Nets about about the vibe around What's Kevin Durant. I can't. I'm not even. <laughs> he only try. cares about winning. He's an egoless player. Actually, he, he does care about winning because I mean, yeah, this is a uh, this is actually Amari Stoudemire. Yeah. Now I'm reading the article. It says Amari Stoudemire says this. Amari Stoudemire. Yes. Amari Stoudemire has become Woj. He's dropping bombs. Amari Stoudemire, Steve Nash, Amari. Oh He's dropping something. It ain't. It ain't bombs. <laughs> Dropping he deuces. Is, he is Dropping a because <laughs> he's the consummate professional and an ultimate team guy. <laughs> yeah, that's former, what I was thinking. From one team guy to another. Where, it, former it, Nets assistant coach Amari Stoudemire. Oh yeah, there you go. Right, there. Whatever you want to call him. <laughs> was he really an assistant coach? I saw him yeah. sitting behind the bench, but I never realized he was a coach. <laughs> was, I just thought like he was like, one of the clipboard guys. Yeah. I just thought. I mean, Steve Nash just threw him a bone whenever he got the job. I guess. Hey, bro. Is Steve Nash really a coach? Steve Nash is the head coach. Yeah. Uh, are we okay, sure about this, that? Yeah. yeah, Steve Nash was the head coach last year for the Nets. Yeah, but no, Kyrie's the coach. Isn't he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Kyrie, <laughs> Kyrie said he's the coach. Oh, yeah, that's right. Steve Nash is an egoless player, Steinbauer said. Kevin Durant is also an egoless, egoless player. He wants to win. He makes his teammates better. You can't be egoless if you sit down and demand it's me or them. <laughs> exactly. That's not egoless. God, why did you have to bring up Kevin Durant? So we learned that Kevin Durant is an egoless player. He's eagleless <laughs> now. I, I want my son you know, to grow up and be just like ago. Kevin Durant. That's what we learned today. No. Anna, we're very sorry about that. <laughs> we're not we're not gonna let him no. mean that. We're gonna we're gonna get him whipping him into shape before he gets home. Nobody wants their kid to be like no. I, well, no, I do want it because if if he could score like that, 
<laughs> now, granted, if Riggins Griffin played basketball like Kevin Durant. Yeah, I'm right? good with that. I'm retiring tomorrow. Can See, anytime we bring up Kevin Durant, this is what happens. <sighs> yeah, I'm just, we're not. <laughs> we went from Serena to KD. It's just, that's, that talk about going off a cliff. Man. Yeah. <laughs> You're from the, like, the highest People level. At home. To the, what? Graham said that, and Brian just grabbed his hair and started pulling it out as hard as he could. <laughs> It's most of us I'm sitting right under this air vent, man, and I am freezing, bro. Like, <laughs> these are not the goosebumps I had last night, but I'm like, I, I'm gonna have to wear like clothes, clothes from here, from here on out, man. It's a, are y'all not cold? You're not. Nah, long sleeves. You're not cold. Freezing, bro. Really. Also, I've got to take my old man medicine this morning. That could be part of it. All right, this is a little flavor. All right, not much, because you know I don't have much. But this is I don't I don't know how long this can go. I might just stop it. But this is also this is. Oh yeah. I'm not sure if it's a clean version or not. We can we'll have to rate our show E for everyone. <laughs> that's how I, that's how you identify when you're old. Graham had to tell me not to use that playlist because I said it has E for everyone. He's like, no, the E means explicit. <laughs> Did you always think the E meant for everyone? <laughs> Isn't that what they say? No. Oh, for Not me. when it comes to rap music. <laughs> 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 All right, we come back. We're going to talk Braves baseball. we got a whole bunch more football coming up. Hang out with us here on the Scramble Sports. Sit down. So I'll be gone till November. Said I'll be gone till November. I'll be gone till November. You tell my girl you I'll be gone till November. I'll be gone till November. I'll be gone till November. You tell my girl you I'll be gone till November. January, February, March, April, May. I see you crying, but girl I can't stay. I'll be gone till November. I'll be gone till November. And give a kiss to my mother. When I come back, there'll be no need to clock. I have enough money to buy out the blocks. Tell my brother go to school in September so he won't mess up in summer school in the summer. Tell my cousin Jerry wear his condom. If you don't wear condom, you see a red rum. Oh, 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 oh. You suck at MCs, you got no flow. I heard your style, you got so Every time I make a run, girl, you turn around and cry. I ask myself, When I smash a pumpkin, commit treason, then I have a reason to hunt you down. It's only right, it's rapid season. Yeah, you with the loud voice, posing like the top choice voice. I make the hearse out of your rules Royce. Besides, I got my girl to remember, and I committed that I'll be back in November. Every time I make a run, girl, you turn around and cry. I ask myself why.
It's like a carnival up in this piece. You good. Uh, this is it. All right, trivia buffs. We've been doing a little music trivia. Graves, you got you got any thoughts on this one? Yeah, I've heard it before. I can't call the name of the artist, though. This is Sister Hazel. This is the 90s? This is Sister Hazel, you said? Yes. All yeah. for you. This is a good playlist here. It's got about 1,400 songs on it, so it goes all over the place, you can imagine. Yeah. It's a good song. It's a good song. It's catchy. Yeah. yeah. It's catchy. I'm still not playing it pregame, but yeah. <laughs> yeah this, <laughs> but it is this catchy. This doesn't get your blood flowing, man. I said, uh, yeah, I, I think we should let Graves control the music for one so, one show. Oh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that. We, they don't I, have an, there's no clean playlist. I know what E stands for. Yeah, he knows <laughs> the E is not for everyone. <laughs> he, we, welcome back on the Scramble Sports Sit Down. Sister Hazel is the topic. No, just kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk Sister Hazel history. Does Can anyone name another song by Sister Hazel? I've heard a lot of no. Sister Hazel songs, but I can't I don't know that I've heard another Sister Hazel song. So This is the first time I've heard I had a Sister buddy Hazel. that li- listened to Sister Hazel, but can't remember any of their songs. I just remember him playing them, if that makes sense. Got it. I'm gonna let's see if we can. We're gonna talk Braves baseball though. They had a pretty good week, kind of. We lost to the Rockies though, bro. By the way, we're all in our Atlanta stuff this morning. By the way. Yeah, we blew three games. We should be tied with the freaking match right now for the division lead. Kinley Jansen had finally got a clean save though. That was a bonus. Oh my goodness! Thank but, the Lord. Thank the Lord. Yeah, that, that blue black. I mean, should have swept the Cardinals. Yeah. In reality, yeah. it's like Graham said, when this cutter's not cutting, no. he's hittable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And isn't that kind of like we were talking about this last night? Like, Coach Hempy, Eric Hempy over at Emerald, the pitching coach, um, I guess. I'm assuming he's the pitching coach. Joey Leo over there, pretty good pitching coach, too. He's a pretty good pitcher. Um, but, you know, he was mid-upper 90s, 97-ish from the left side and didn't make it to the majors. That's crazy. Upper 90s? Yeah, 97. Well, that's what I was telling you yesterday. I know a guy from softball. Jason Gilfillan played, yeah. made it to the majors with uh, the Kansas City Royals. Had like a nine ERA. We call him Gilly. We're like, Gilly, how like how did you not make it when you sat ninety eight? He's like, well, whenever I throw ninety eight flat and the other guy throws ninety eight and it moves five inches, there's yeah. a difference. Speaking yeah. of moving at ninety eight, Strider, <laughs> I think his yeah. stuff moves a little bit, doesn't it? Oh yeah. <laughs> but I, I wish Wire was here. We can't get his butt up so, in the morning. Go ahead. Sorry. No, uh, that. Thursday night, the broadcast I was talking about was when Strider threw and broke John Smoltz's franchise record for strikeouts. Smoltz had done it twice at 15. Strider struck out 16. Uh, Brian McCann was saying on the show, he was like their guest or whatever, and he was saying, you know, you've seen guys like Mariano Rivera come in and dominate with one pitch for an inning, two innings. But he pretty much dominates with a four-seam fastball like four or five times through a lineup. It's just ridiculous. Like, here's 100, hit it. You know yeah, that saying? is absurd, man, because that is where really where you see your differentiators third time through a lineup. And he'll work he'll work a slider in a slider in occasionally, but for the most part, Strider's throwing it a hundred down the middle, hit it. You know what I'm saying? He can't have he's a, has the ability to move yeah, it. Though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not just coming straight down the middle every time. It, what it is yeah. moving. What I'm that saying is, is and it's moving yeah. too. Right. But what I'm saying is with you've never I hadn't seen a starter that's that effective with, with the one pitch with one pitch primarily. Yeah. yeah. He'll he'll have to develop eventually. I mean, his slider. It's he a wipeout it, slider. It's a wipeout. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. his out pitch, so to speak. But like, whenever he's working off of one pitch, it's pretty impressive. Yeah. What's nice to see about the slider too is the arm action looks the same. 
when he as to his yeah. fastball. Very similar arm action. I disagree with the announcer that said he won't have to develop a, another pitch though. Yeah, I he's gonna have disagree. to. Yeah, I completely. He's disagree gonna have to. At some point, yeah. this is these are the these are pros. They yeah. will figure it out. And it's, especially his arm too. I mean, your arm can only take so much when you're throwing those high sp- high stress pitches. So, did y'all see where Spencer Strider didn't even know he broke the record? Like, I saw a quote from him where he, he said, "He quit counting after five innings or something like that." He said. Well, I saw he went in the dugout, and they're like, "Oh, congratulations, congratulations!" He's like, "What are y'all talking about?" Yeah, like Snicker yeah. said something to him. He's like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah." Yeah, they said something about Smoltz. <laughs> That's that just what I was going to get to. Smoltz did it twice, struck out 15, which is crazy. It just put, put in perspective, 21 is Clemens, right? 21? Yeah, I think so. And someone else. who got Someone else got 21, right? Kerry Wood struck out 20, but I don't know who got 21. That was like in his first start or something, too. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, was it Ryan? It wasn't Nolan Ryan, was uh, it? No, uh, we're going to get to him later. Okay. We're going to get to him. I'm looking up right now. Most strikeouts in the game. Oh. 19 is – I thought someone had 20. Kerry Wood did. I thought Kerry Wood had 20. Kerry Wood struck out 20 against Astros. Highest – yeah, I know he did. What? This Wik- is wrong. I, I'm, that's Wikipedia sh- strikes again. That isn't even Wikipedia. That's some – I thought it was. That's some crazy – that's a freaking U.K. website. They don't even know what baseball is. They play cricket. <laughs> Hold on. It's the seven twenty-seven day. Okay, twenty different pitchers have struck out at least eighteen batters in a single inning. I don't care. Give me the list, bro. That's impossible. Yeah, in a game. game. <laughs> yeah. So Max Scherzer, Kerry Wood, Roger Clemens twice have struck out twenty batters in a game. Randy Johnson leads a parade. Twice himself of, of uh, 19. Randy Johnson, David Cohn. Ooh, Lord. Uh, Halliday. I think Roy Halliday, didn't he get up there one time? Not to not to 19. You got Charlie Sweeney. What? How does this even a fr- – in 1884? Bro, I'm not even counting that. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> huh. All right, 18, Corey Kluber. Ben Sheets, how about that? There's a little blast in the past, too. I did, too, man. Brewers. Yeah. Roger Clemens. Surprise. Randy Johnson, Ramon Martinez, Bill Gullickson. Wow. Bill Gullickson? I had a Topps card of Bill Gullickson back when, like, Topps was about the only card they made. Ron Guidry? Now we're in my – this is my era of baseball. Not getting no uh, G-U-I-D-R-Y Guidry. Nolan Ryan is all over here. Sandy Koufax at 18. There's a bunch at 18, man. Bob Feller. Look, these guys did this in 1884. Why are they on the list? I don't get it. Anyway, there's your strikeouts. Why, why are we talking about strikeouts? Strider. 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 <laughs> the two teams that Smoltz did this against were the Montreal Expos, now defunct. Is, does Major League Baseball still own them, or do they actually sell the team? Or did that actually happen? I don't know. The, you know, Major League Baseball and the Expos that moved them to the Na- Washington. To Washington, do they actually sell them to somebody, or do they still own it? That's got to be weird. That's just got to be weird. That'd be like having a fantasy football team where, like, it's mutually owned by everyone in the group. Everyone in the group wants you to suck. That's right. Wants that team to suck. Yeah. Yeah, it's just not going to work. Anyway, the two teams were the Montreal Expos, and the other one was the Mets. Man, he did it against the Mets. Fifteen strikeouts for John Smoltz against the Mets. I like Spencer Strider though. The the Braves, man, I just don't know. They're a really, really, really good baseball team. But, dude, 
the Mets and the Dodgers are both one more really in that list of good, I think. And this, what's crazy is the Braves are better, in my opinion, than they were last year. Yeah, but, but – I, I mean, lightning in the bottle. And the Mets give me vibes of when the Diamondbacks won the World Series, they had Schilling and Johnson at the top of that rotation in a shortened rotation in playoffs. Or those two guys, you can mark it down, they're going to win games one and two. Yeah. And then the other team's behind the eight ball. That's the type of vibes that the Mets are giving me with Scherzer and DeGrom. With that shortened playoff rotation where you go to the three or four-man rotation. Yeah. Um, mask up. I think Graham's got COVID over here. <laughs> Graves, I saw a stat. I don't know if you were here. last Yesterday when we were setting up for the football game Friday night, we were talking about the Braves. Uh, Wire and I were. The Mets suck. Wire, if you're listening. But uh, He's not. He's not even awake yet. <laughs> but – Key stat I think that is crazy to me that so head to head against the Phillies the Mets are fourteen and five. Head to head against the Phillies the Braves are six and six. So that's kind of like the division right there if you think about it. The Braves still yeah. have seven have seven to go against the Phillies. Um, I think it'll come down to the wire where the second to last series of these of the year the Braves or maybe the Mets maybe have a two game lead and the Braves have to sweep to take the division or something. Yeah. We'll make for fun drama, but I don't, will. I don't think they'll pull it off. No. But I don't think they can win the division either. The Mets I think are gonna win the division. But if, they blew if the Bra the Braves blew it this past week in my opinion, whenever they should have swept the Cardinals, blew two late leads, Bullman yeah. did. Yeah. And then the Rockies that night when they could have picked up a game and then the Mets Took two out of three from the Dodgers. Well, that end, when they went into Queens and they lost four or five, if they split that series, you know, we're looking at a whole different situation, a whole different scenario coming down the stretch, and we're probably a little bit closer in the standings. If they split that now. series, or even if we, our bullpen doesn't blow it, we're, it, it's tied in the division right now. Yep. But a lot of baseball to be played. Got to become A's and whoever fans. I think that from here on out, with the exception of the Braves, the Mets play teams under 500. Yeah. So. And yeah, like it, you were saying, it comes down to looking back at common opponents. You know, how did we do against the Phillies of the world? How did we do against the Marlins yeah. in division, Nationals? And like you said, the the Phillies one, it, I didn't know that stat, but that's that's probably going to be the end up being the difference. We just – we didn't overcome the Phillies. We, we stayed 500 with them. Did you all see the uh, Acuna's quote about his knee? I did. Did you see this? No. They asked him about his knee because they've been kind of trying to monitor it, monitor it and Snickers gave him – given like the very generic answer oh we're he's fine but we're just gonna give him some time off yada 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 uh they asked Acuna about it and he said my knee's terrible we're, but we're just gonna play through it and that was kind of lost in translation it was lost in translation but he did he i wouldn't say he said his knee was terrible he did say it wasn't doing too well that's what the but quote terrible said. was yeah. the english word to what yeah, he yeah said. so sometimes True. as i've discovered yeah. Yeah. in, in right. my biblical right. studies the uh, the original language, the intent of the original language. The way they translate it said it's terrible, but I'm going to yeah. play through it. Yeah. Right? So yeah, it's yeah, probably yeah. like eighty percent. Yeah, and eighty percent he's saying in his language is terrible. Yeah, yeah. Eighty percent yeah. of Ronald Acuna is is still amazing. Better than a hundred and eighty percent of me. But that's yeah. scary, man. If that like if that were not to be lost in translation, that's scary because that's the, you have so much money wrapped up, or they got a good deal on him, but you have eight years wrapped up in this guy. Yeah, yeah, especially with knees. Knees are so shaky. The Long Braves played on Apple Apple TV yesterday. If anybody what? watched, nobody put nobody watched. By the I way, I saw the highlights of it. Not on Apple TV, bro. Apple TV Plus. Yeah. Definitely not Apple TV Plus. <laughs> We're plus plus plus. Then you're like yeah. Hulu. I watched one game on there and it was painful. All right, it's you were not doing it. Like uh, I'm not an Apple person. 
Apple TV. I yeah, like can we Apple get the Store. call of that game? I saw the highlights. It, the calls were kind of interesting. Can, I have a call right here. Yeah, let's can get we it. play this? Yeah. yeah. Oh, here it is. 2-1 in the center field. Michael Harris, two on the run, and he's got it. Michael Harris, two. Who's the lady calling the game? Michael Harris, two. Is, it a, is he the sequel? <laughs> Michael Harris, part two. Summer blockbuster <laughs> sequel. The sequel to Michael Harris is in center field tonight. <laughs> figure out who the lady was on the call. Turn it up one more time. Oh, there's more. <laughs> Michael Harris, two. Michael Harris, part two. Part two. <laughs> so, like, it's going to turn into like a Halloween series, though. Oh, We're going to have like 37 gosh. Michael Harris's. What happens in 10 years? You say Michael Harris 12? That's Michael Harris that, 12 on the run. Is that Kelly Cruel on the call? Who is no, that on that the call? Is, that is uh, from Apple TV Plus. Yeah. Uh, is, isn't Kelly Cruel competent? Yeah. <laughs> I mean. I think so. Most people yeah. know yeah. that the two means junior. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. or the second. second. Or the, the second. second. Or don't say it at all. Or yeah, don't or even say Bob. We Michael know Harris. Him. We know him at this point. We know who he is. Money, Correct. Money Man Mike. Michael yeah, you Harris, can, you can like just <laughs> say Harris. Yeah. That is on the run. Melanie Newman. Melanie Newman. Listen, we're bad for this because I literally created the, a, a legend of a player who doesn't exist <laughs> on my very own uh, on Wednesday. Yeah. Just on the other team, yeah. Riley Nash. Riley, the the uh, famous Riley Nash who got a goal for, for – <laughs> she did not get a goal. Um, Haley Bowling scored the goal. By the way, Haley, my apologies – <laughs> I was mortified when I realized I had the and wrong roster. Apologies to her parents as well, who were there, videoing the game. And from matter of fact, my buddy Adam Wire was was here. He was sitting right behind them. And as soon as the second goal was scored in that game, my phone immediately lit up with a text from him and said, "No pressure." <laughs> <laughs> Every story I implemented for the rest of the game. Had something to do with Riley Nash. Though. Let me tell you, she, she's a ubiquitous force in the state of <laughs> South Carolina, man. <laughs> <laughs> there was, I, when you said that, and I, I was telling the story of the play-by-play, -play, and I would look at you while I was telling the story. <laughs> yeah, no, I, just, I just looked away mostly. There was only one active player on the roster that scored a goal last season. Yeah, Riley, Riley Nash. Riley Nash. Bearcats have two players that played uh, for Catawba Ridge that played James Island in the state championship game. Riley Nash played for James. James Riley Nash played for James Island. Yeah. That's all we do. Not during that game. So my point being. We let them know about it. We, yeah, but it, like every mistake is magnified on a microphone, man. Yeah. But yeah, it just sounds funny though. Look, people make fun of me every day. It's good. It, it's cool as long as the as the, the, money, the checks keep coming in. I'm totally okay with that. I'm really okay with that. Yeah, it's not like we're professionals. At we're all. not. That's the whole thing. Like it, people told someone told me one time I was unprofessional. I was like, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like we are not professionals. Uh, that's we don't work for ESPN, bro. We're sitting in Howard's and Maine. Uh, in Greenwood, South Carolina, we're not in Bristol. We're probably not going to Bristol. Graham might. We make it look very professional, but I, I don't want to assure that. the folks out there. I don't that think we anybody, if anybody actually saw us operating, they would. The professionals <laughs> were. Miller Murphy mind. last night over at Emerald, he thought we were professional. He really? thought we were ESPN. No. He had never seen a, a setup like that for a high school football game. Oh wow! When it came to radio, we off, had it jamming last night. Off topic. But why, but we're always off topic. Yeah. But I wanted to get there is you know, no topics since we're in the quote unquote brave segment. But someone we tar started talking about Riley Nash again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just wanted y'all's thoughts real quick. Um, 
I'd always wonder what they're going to do with Vaughn Grissom once Albies comes back, and I think we got that answer Thursday on that same broadcast I was watching. Grissom was taking fly balls or shagging fly balls in the outfield pregame, and they interviewed Eric Young, who's the outfield instructor, uh, first base coach. Did he play, like, second base, though? He played bro? second base yeah. and moved to outfield. Okay. But they Dodgers, said, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Dodgers, Rockies. Rockies, yeah. They said that's the plan moving forward is when Ozzy comes back, he's going to be a DH, go back to second, and then try to trend it transition uh, Grissom to left or right, I guess. You're going to have to send Grissom back to the minors, I think, to do that. If you're going to have to. Austin Riley did it. Austin Riley did it. Austin Riley did it just to get his bat in the lineup. He came up and played left and Donaldson played third. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. I I know you don't want to put him in a big spot in a playoff game. But But if Acuna's knee – the reason it made me think that was before we got sidetracked, we were talking about Acuna's (laughs) knee. Sorry. I (laughs) I mean, if Acuna has to DH – that may be an option outfield just to get Grissom's yeah. bat in the lineup. To put your best nine bats in the lineup. You got to be trading him to be a left fielder. Like if when he's doing the drills with Wash, you know Ozzy's coming back. You got to yeah. get him yeah. taking some fly balls, get him acclimated so this transition is. So a the bit Braves smoother. did this with Ron Gant. They sent him to the minors. He was playing third base. He was terrible. Right. They sent him to the minors. Taught him how to play left field. He came back up and you know within a year. Why, I'm just saying they, they, they did it with Austin Riley immediately just yeah. to get his bat in line. Why don't they just put him out in outfield now, like against these teams like the Rockies and the Marlins? I think that's what they're going to do. Yeah. When Once Albies is fit enough to play. Well, you well, not to even play second that, I mean, not, don't even wait for Albies. Just go ahead and do it now so he can get, start getting some repetitions But who's going to play second base? R.C. is back. R.C., yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or, or somebody else. Yeah. I mean, if R- and R.C. was playing well when he got hurt. Mm-hmm. I don't know how he is now. But, but that'd be interesting. I guess they're thinking let's just get our best nine bats in the lineup with the D.H. and all that stuff. It's kind of what you got to do, right? Yeah. All right. Anyways, five minutes, seven minutes over segment. That's what we got. I love this. We got the flex. One flex segment, thing. baby. One more thing. See, this is why we have a flex <laughs> segment. Gwinnett Stripers, great Twitter account, by the way. Triple A team. That's why we Braves. can't even get him to talk. He's just over on Twitter the whole time. And then everyone uh, no, just turns is, on his mic every once in a while. This was uh, <laughs> this, this was their tweet. Ozzy got a single yesterday in his rehab assignment. Ozzy Albies breaks out of a slump with a single in the first inning. His first hit in 83 days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got to love some Gwinnett Stripers. That's great, man. Yeah, Gwinnett Stripers, uh, whenever Bryce, Har- Bryce Harper was on a rehab stint, uh, he had a walk-off against the Stripers, yeah. and they said, Phillies prospect Bryce Harper walks it off. <laughs> <laughs> I think this guy's going to be pretty good. <laughs> Philly's yeah, top prospect, uh, Bryce Harper. No, there, there was actually one of our draft picks from last year is now in AAA Gwinnett, and he went straight from Rome. Who's that? Straight from – I can't remember his name, but he, he didn't go to Mississippi. And they tweeted, like, take that, Mississippi. We finally get one back because they were talking about Michael Harris and Vaughn yeah. Grissom not going yeah. to Gwinnett. So that's fun. To the minor league teams going at it. All right. I'm going to show my age now for real. Chris but Cross. I know this is clean. Criss Cross. Criss Cross. Yeah. I can, good to see you back, Felix. The rugby team from Lander hanging out. All right, is anybody a hooker here, though? Yeah. Don't, just don't say that too loud. <laughs> Our buddies from the Lander rugby team checking in. We'll be right back. I'll scramble sports sit down.
Chris crossing it up. Welcome back. Scrambled Sports sit down. That's a pretty catchy little hook in there. Those kids are like 12 or something, though, man. Do you remember how old they were, Graves? Yeah, they're about 10 or 12. They used to wear their there. clothes backwards. It's so cool. Yep. Band-Aids over their left or right eye. Yeah. Hats backwards, bandanas. Yeah, T-shirt, shirt, their jerseys run backwards, pants run backwards. Yeah, Timberlands, Timberland yeah. boots. Yeah. Yep. That was yeah, hot They wear, like, overalls backwards. Yeah. Yeah, anything, Overall, everything backwards. went backwards. Everything was backwards. Everything was backwards. Yeah. Crisscross. Imagine having to jump in that during the music video that they created. Mm. I could do the inside out. It's wiggity wiggity wiggity. Oh, I almost had it. Wiggity wiggity whack. There we go. Got it that time. <laughs> I got it. Okay, I, we used to practice going over the whole thing. The uh, Every lyric in the song. Well, the, yeah, the whole. Because <laughs> I'm the miggity 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 mac daddy. Yeah. We used to practice that stuff. Anyway, that's not very interesting, is it? No. No. <laughs> I mean, that's why we got 10 listeners. All right, let's talk a little bit of NBA. We, we already brought up Kevin Durant, unfortunately. But I think the big news, well, you mentioned it in in lead, that the Donovan Mitchell trade. Yeah. Wow. The ca- I, I put the ca- In our group chat, I put the Cavs are the next dynasty. I meant the, the Jazz are the next dynasty because they've got every first-round pick for, like, it feels like every team for the next 10 years. Is Danny Ainge in their front office now? Oh, God, yeah. I didn't realize that. Yep. Yeah. Trader Danny. He's yeah, there. I, and he collects draft picks, and look, he built a winner. He did, yeah. In Boston, I just I, I don't doing know. it this way is dangerous because you got to hit is. on every pick. You could probably hit. You got to hit on most of them. For, but if you end up in the late round, late late first round, you're like those aren't usually starters. I guess another thing he did this with the the Celtics is he going to be able to trade some of those picks for some stars? That's what's going to have to is that you're going to have to swap. But but look at all the capital you have though. I mean you've basically just put a bunch of money in the bank. And he's not done trading either. He's got Bogdan Bogdanovich who still needs to be traded, and then also Jordan Clarkson. If you need mustard, by the way, give uh, Bogdan a call. Have you seen the commercial? I hadn't seen that one. That's oh. <laughs> I'm, tr- I'm trying to think of who the might be Chelsea Gray. Maybe I can't remember who the WNBA player is. 
But there's someone who can't reach something, and the WME player comes and reaches it for her. And then it shows her reaching for the big thing of mustard, like a big thing, up on the shelf. And he comes back and goes, here's your mustard. Wait a minute, is that Bogdanovich, though? Oh, no, that's that's Boban. Sorry, yeah, Boban. Boban. Okay, I was about to say. Not Bogdan, <laughs> it's Boban. No, that's, yeah. that's Marianovich. Bogdan is uh, is Walt's supervisor He's in the guy. Breaking Bad. It's right. car wash. <laughs> but the guy you're talking about is like 7'6". Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got Bogdan Bo- Bo- and Bogdan. Who's Bogdan play for? I can't remember. Bogdan plays for the Mavericks, doesn't he? You see his yes, freaking hands, yeah. man? Yeah. He used to play for the Sixers. He can palm my head, bro. Yeah, because him and uh, Harris, they had a podcast, right? Yeah, one time. Bogdan on a podcast talking like this the whole time? <laughs> With Tobias Harris, who has like the thickest Brooklyn accent. It's good. Uh, interesting. So what what does this make the Cavs? I, I mean, you know, I don't know. They play are, they, are they a dynasty? The to me, Cavs? No. They'll top four or five in the East, I think. <laughs> yeah, they'll I, be, I agree yeah, with that. They're, yeah. Yeah, they're not going to beat the there's, there's the There's three teams at the top of the East right now, and they're going to be one, two, three. And it's the Bucks, the Sixers, and the Celtics. Celtics. Yeah. And then you have another tier where you're going to have the Heat. The Cavs are now in that conversation. Yeah. And then the Chicago Bulls are there, the Atlanta Hawks are there, and the Brooklyn Nets are there. Yeah. And so that's that's more or less is how it's going to go. And then you have the tier below that, and it's like the Pistons now with with Kate Cunningham. I expect him to have a really big season. The Raptors are going to be in that conversation. The the Knicks, you know. The Hornets. The Hornets. No, 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 no. Yeah, the Hornets are no, in no, that The tier. Hornets, yeah, no, no, no. We're going back to the Knicks. The Knicks are never in a conversation except with for the, the Hornets. Hornets. They're, <laughs> they're like, you know. No. They're like the 10th. No. 12th best team in the, the East. The Hornets are, yeah, Around probably there. 11th, 12th best in the East. I would say the Hornets and Knicks are very comparable this year. <laughs> yeah, I agree There's with that. There's nothing comparable to the Knicks. There <laughs> is no train wreck in the history of train wrecks like the Knicks, in my opinion. Hornets if you want to see good TV, anything. watch yeah. Stephen A. Smith talk about the New York Knicks and how bad it sucks to be a Knicks fan. Right. Isn't I would, he from Philly, just, though? No. Oh, he's, he's from New York. He's from New, he's York. From New York. He's a diehard Knicks yeah. fan, and he hates it. Yeah. He hates oh, yeah. it, basketball season. He hates all of his life. And look, but he has made – look, I, I think he's brilliant. I also heard it – like, I tend to, to agree and disagree with Stephen A. Smith at the same rate. Like, equally agree, disagree with what he says. Here's what I like about him is he don't, he don't care. No, he's putting it all out there. Right. But he also understands what he does well, what he doesn't do well, and he plays up – because I, there's no way that you – I don't think it's all – an act, right? But like, when we're all not the same exact people with the with the microphone off. Today is more like what we are normally, I would think. Uh, but as, but it's different on Tuesdays and Fridays for sure. It's a bit of a show, uh, you know. It's and so he, I'm sure he puts on a little bit. Yeah, go I'm back sure and, he does. Go back and oh, watch his. Uh, I, I watched. A, that's what I was just about to say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I saw a podcast or an interview yeah. where he's talking about interviewing with ESPN. Is that what you're going to say? Yeah. Where he was at Fox Sports, and so he says he does these like little segments of fifteen minute interviews with a bunch of people. And you impress this person, you go to the next person, impress this person, yeah. and he finally gets to the big boss of ESPN. Names the guy's name, I forget his name, and he says, "Well, here at ESPN, we consider ourselves like you're always a big fish in a small pond, but we consider our, ourselves the biggest pond. So, what are you going to do to impress us?" And he said, "I'm not a he said I'm not a small fish in any pond." He said. Turn the TV, or he said, turn the camera on. Watch me do what I do, <laughs> <laughs> or something to that effect, yeah. right? Is that, that what you were talking about, Graves? Yeah, it's pretty much. I mean, he d- he does a show, so yeah. some yeah, of yeah. it some of it's a show. I think what he was saying on a podcast I watched, he's a, a real laid back, mellow guy, mm-hmm. kind of stays to himself. But when the camera comes on, that's when 
the personality on. comes out. Yeah. Yeah. Look, he knows what he does well, and he does it, man, consistently. He's right half. There's times half-time. where he's not even making a point. He's just screaming at the yeah. camera, and yeah. yeah, people love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's good see. at it, man. Yeah. He's just really good. I like Stephen A. I, I don't always agree with him, right? But I like him. My dad I don't watch. Like I don't watch any of those shows like First Take or or what's the other one? Get Up, Undisputed. Undisputed. Get I don't up. watch it. Terrible. Like the, I I saw something on Twitter the other day, and there was like a uh, a simulation somebody did the NFL season. And the Cowboys did something, the Seahawks did something, something that didn't happen. It was a simulation, and they right. had like a whole thirty set, thirty segment, uh, thirty minute segment, just going after each other on on a simulation. Like, there's I can guys. stomach first take more than I can undisputed because like yeah. I like listening to JJ Redick. I, mean, I just I can't stand Skip Bayless. Oh, there, I think man. he tr- he makes money off of trolling LeBron. Yeah, that's yeah. how he makes his living is trolling LeBron. Yeah, yeah. It, yes. it's funny to see like Stephen A. Smith talk baseball. It is. That's, yeah. that's kind of funny. Like, I mean, he just funny. he's screaming at the camera. I mean, yeah. But here's what he is, going. man. Yeah. Here's what he is. And he said this in an interview one time. They were talking about LeBron. He was talking about LeBron James in reference to LeBron James and that being the American or you know the, the American dream. And he made like, no, that's not the American dream. That's this small fraction of people. The real American dream, he said, is me. I'm this kid from a single mom, you know, Section Eight housing in Brooklyn. You know, and, and now I'm on ESPN. That's the American dream. You're not you're not confined to that place that you're in. You're also not guaranteed that place. You can fall. We've seen that too. We've seen some great falls. Mike Tyson uh, comes to mind. You know, um, so that, that that is the American dream to me, right? Is just being able to elevate. You can elevate yourself above your circumstances. Whereas, just because your dad was a teacher, you're a teacher. If my dad was an auto mechanic, then I'm an auto mechanic, right? I mean, right. We, we you don't have to be that. It's the American dream is that you're guaranteed success, you're guaranteed a shot, and all shots are not fair. They just aren't. It's a terrible world we live in. It really is. This is what I learned this year. Nothing in life is fair or equal or balanced or anything, man. And the world doesn't care. It spins regardless. It just spins. And you just got to do whatever you can do with what's in front of you the best you can, which sometimes isn't great. It is what it is. But I like Stephen A. I like his American Dream philosophy. I love Graves and both his phones. I wish that I could get two phones. Sometimes you don't want to have two phones. Uh, Sometimes you just want to have one. A couple weeks ago, three weeks ago, I guess, two phones probably sucked. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was just about yeah. to say. Yeah, that's one of those weeks you don't want to have two phones. Yeah. I, I feel that, man. Yeah. I feel that. I get those calls, too. <laughs> when, when we had the Champ the Dog thing going on, bro, you remember Champ? Yeah. yeah. For, for those of you who don't, you guys remember Champ? You remember Champ? Champ was this poor dog who was – it's a horrific story, man. I almost hate to tell it because it makes me turn my stomach turn over. But this female and her boyfriend split up. The boyfriend left this dog. She basically left it tied up in the yard, didn't give it any food or water while there's other dogs in the yard who are getting food and water that was in a really, really, really rainy summer, thankfully, because the dog, like, literally laid in a puddle and survived by, hadn't been fed in, like, 30 days. It was surviving by getting water. It was just laying in this puddle and able to get water. It was terrible, horrible story, man. If you hurt animals, bro, I have thousands of emails from people literally across the entire globe. I have a record of phone calls from people literally across the entire globe about Champ the Dog. About Champ the Dog. One of those days you hate to have the phone. Oh. Yep. And I didn't, look, it wasn't even, that's not even where the, the, the pressure point of where 
from, like you were having to deal with where your organization is responding to something. Right. right? We weren't we weren't having to we were just dealing with that from a you know criminal justice perspective it wasn't quite the same no it wasn't quite the same because i wasn't dealing with what my organization had done i was dealing with what someone else did right. and how we were going to handle it yeah so or, or so, you know it's it, not that the district 50 had done anything but it was in the confines no, of district 50. it was in the yeah on our campus so yeah, we yeah. had to respond to it and then obviously come up with a statement of okay well, and figure out what to do from there and what are we going to do in the future to make sure it doesn't happen oh again. and the rumor mill was just awful that yeah, night it that was awful every time every day happens yeah, yeah. yeah i agree the rumor mill is crazy it is where were we nba yeah yeah nba for the next 30 seconds 30 seconds what Stephen a smith is all nba though right I'm pretty close. much i used to write for the sixers with the philly inquirer for the philly inquirer yeah that's wow. how we got to start 25 years with the inquirer i think yeah now it's oh keith. he did yeah 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 i knew he did yeah now it's that's keith. why i thought philly for him yeah now yeah. it's keith pompey who does it I He's thought you said so. you wrote for the Philly. I was like, no. dude, that is balling. No, I did not. I wish I did, but yeah. I don't. That's don't really how Stephen A. got his start. Yeah. Was covering Iverson. Yeah, yeah, Him and Iverson Correct. Were, were really Correct. close. And he uh, he prevented a trade one time. Tell us. I don't have time. Oh. Okay. Well, <laughs> it is what it is. No, but there, there is a story. I can't remember exactly what it is, but uh, Stephen A. Smith prevented a trade happening due to his reports. You can look it up. Really? He portrayed prevented a trade for Allen Iverson? I believe so. He also covered uh, when Shaq and Kobe were going through their Star Wars back in the early 2000s. He, yeah. he was really heavy in that coverage. And who, uh, was Holly Rowe, too? Was it? Yep, Holly mm-hmm. Rowe was involved in that as well. Mm-hmm. So You can tell we're nerds, sports nerds. Like Not only do we know like the sports teams, like we know the people covering the sports and who they are and what they do and everything. We're, t- we're just It's bad. Real quickly here, WNBA playoffs going on. The sky and the sun tomorrow at 1. That series even up. And uh, game three in the Aces Storm Series at 3. That that series also even up at 1 apiece. That'll be fun. Asia Wilson, Brianna Stewart, absolutely going at it. Other big uh, women's basketball news. Paige Beckers is going to stay one more year and play in college after the knee injury. So she'll be back. Yeah. For sure, and of course she's an electric player. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. We're gonna be watching her for fun a long watch. time. Yeah. yeah, be watching her for a long. But Landon was like, "You guys really talk about the WNBA, man? Like, yeah, all right. we're all WNBA fans." Here it is. This right. is this is the Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A. In 1999, the Raptors had a deal in place to sign McGrady and a first-round pick to the Sixers for Larry Hughes. Toronto got cold feet and backed out after Stephen A. Smith broke the news. Allen Iverson was only 24 at the time. Could that have been the best backcourt ever with oh. Allen Iverson and Tracy McGrady? T-Mac? Brady could have been with the Sixers. Whoa. With AI. For Larry Hughes. <laughs> that, was, that was that was That'd a report. That would have been the steal of the century. Yep. That what? Was, that, that was a report. And but then, what, what, they got something else. What else did they get with, with – uh, It was it was McGrady and a first-round pick for Larry Hughes. McGrady and a first-round pick. Stephen A. Stephen A broke the Crunchy. news. And then – they said Toronto got cold feet back down. So then McGrady, T-Mac ended up going to the Magic. Magic. Magic, yep. And then the Sixers had to go through the process. <laughs> well, <laughs> Had after, to go, still after, going after through. After well, two years later, they made it to the finals. But, yeah. yes, after that, they uh, – That's when T-Mac was up 3-1 and said it's finally good to win a playoff series and then lost, lost the next it, three. Yeah. That's tough. T Mac and Vince Carter, they were on the same team. They're together. Their cousins. Yeah. 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 T Mac and Vince Carter are cousins. And yeah. Like down the line somewhere. I thought, and Kobe too, right? Isn't T isn't Mac related to Kobe somehow? I don't know about that one. He's maybe, related to Vince Carter. Maybe it's Vince Carter is what I was thinking about. I don't know why Kobe won. Anyway. All right. I'm blaming Graham for this if it's bad. All right, this is, is this a good song, dude? 
Yeah. I liked it. <laughs> I'm not sure that gives me much more confidence. It <laughs> <laughs> sounds like the ABC song, bro. That's good. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. Yeah. It's Saturday morning. Get you, get you, get you pumped. That's we're trying to get you pumped up for a football Saturday. College football is two and a half hours away. We'll be right back on the Scrambled Sports Sit Down. That randomly ended quickly. Welcome back. Scramble Sports sit down. And then Grandma muted me. All of a sudden, I was live. Hey, man. You got, it's a live show. It's a live show. You got to be on your toes. Well, obviously, because the creakly crackly sound coming from, well, I need a new cable. So we were talking about crazy calls. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, we weren't. Well, in we the, were. In, in the break. In we the were. break, we were talking about crazy calls. And I remember, I rem Jonathan might remember this. By the way. Graves and I recently passed our 11-year anniversary together. 11 years together. So happy that hand clap, yeah. 11 years ago, we did our first radio work together for WCRS. I don't remember that well, at all. Mm. Yeah. Well, you were with Rob. I was in the studio. That's probably why I don't remember it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's very memorable. Yeah. Anyway, at that point, at that, at that time, of course, I did more of the, you know, more of the back work for... Um, Riv and Guy Harrison doing yeah. 96 games. This is the best call ever, by the way. I want y'all to hear this. 
Whoa, 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 whoa. You might want to. I got to stop Gnarls. You might want to turn go. Spotify there off before you do that. I thought I did. I do this all. This is why we have a producer on Fridays. Okay. <laughs> I can't, dude. I can't chew gum and walk. I mean, so. All right. Give me some juice. Well, not that much. Oh, a meter here. There we go. Handoff goes to the left. Ball balls on the ground. Faithful's going to pick it up. He could go. He could go. Go, Matthew. Go, Matthew. Go. Go, Matthew. Go. Oh, Matthew's going to go. He's going to score. Touchdown, Wait, Matthew it gets better. Showalter. It's better. Touchdown, Matthew Showalter. Touchdown, Matthew Showalter. Wait, wait. This this comes from another. This is it's a, that was the kick six, by the way. And there ain't no flag. And there ain't no flag. This is the Let's high school call. See what baseball can do here. Wind's gonna milk everything that they it's can. Thirteen ten. Staff the ball. Okay. Yellow jackets over the pioneers. Let's see what the defense can do. Okay, we're inside of a minute. Thirteen ten. Handoff goes to the left. Ball balls on the ground. Baseball's going to pick it up. He could go. He could go. Go, Matthew. Go, Matthew. Go. Go, Matthew. Go. Oh, Matthew's going to go. He's going to score. Touchdown, Matthew Showalter. Touchdown, Matthew here it is, Showalter. Here it is. Touchdown, Matthew Showalter. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Here it is. And there ain't no flags. Oh, man. That's good stuff. Go, Matthew. Go, Matthew. Can you just not hear me say it every bit of that? <laughs> I might even stumble into, and there ain't no flags at the end. Can we play my call now? You got a good call? No. It's the one I No, no, no. No, not that one. No, no, no. We're not rapping it. That is not E for everyone. No. That's right. That is not rated E for everyone. It is rated E, but not for everyone. College football commentators are back, so you're about to get some great content over the next week. You just listen closely. Since college, look. This is, I'm glad we got to flex. We're going to talk NFL in a minute, but I got to play this one more thing because this is this really is like speaking of of college stuff. Gus Johnson. No, this is even better than Gus Johnson. I think. I think this is the one Cons of the uh -oh. Labor Day sale is on. Now look, they didn't pay us any money, money so buy cons. Oh, play. Save up to. Whoa. Thankful for um ad no ads. You got to like all of those Maryland linebackers. Here's Andre Brown. There's a flag on the play. It's in the backfield. Ron Cherry is going to give us the call, by the way. Ten starters have missed at least a game with an injury. Three have been lost for the season. Right, he's getting ready to give us the call. Tony Brown, Anthony Hill, Javon Walker. Yeah, are you familiar gone, with this call? Two of them offensive huh? players. You familiar with this Anthony one? Anthony Hill, one of the, the preseason good stuff right first here. team All ACC tight end. Whenever I see Ron Cherry, blocking the back, is calling Tom a game. Looks on. My TV's flipping over there. Here it Tony is. Brown, personal file, 69, offense. He was giving them the business. He played with them. He was giving them the business. <laughs> He's giving him the number 69, giving him the business. Jerry, with the quote of the year. 
those calls were last night. Game. It, he, what is he calling? He's giving him the business. <laughs> <laughs> that was the Superman. What game was that? Superman. That was um, that's NC State and Maryland. Yeah, last night wow. the game when he was giving him the Superman. Yeah, giving him the business. Giving him the business. Yeah. All right. Wow. There we go. There's our flex segment gone. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it was, it was. Bad calls or funny calls. That that's an actually official. And what I thought was great about that thing is when he says it, like the play-by-play and the, and the analyst guy, like they can't. They just have to laugh because if you were just in the moment, like I knew that was coming, so I didn't break out in hysterics. But if I just here was here in the booth and like heard that come through on our, of course we don't, we're not that fancy, but yeah. if we had that coming in the through, playoffs, we, we would have it. Look, you wouldn't have it in interval at all. Oh, yeah, after last night, no. I mean, yeah, we, we, look, we don't have any way to pu- to funnel in the no. the sound into the broadcast. The way that that's brought into the broadcast is through a kit. Now, they had this. You remember, we went to uh, – we played Spartanburg at Wofford. Mm-hmm. There's actually a mic jack in the wall that is for the official. and You you, you plug it into your board. That's great, man. Oh, yeah. It's, is, it's fancy, bro. It's official. That's what professional looks like. Our rat's nest of wires is not what professional looks like. That's good stuff, though. I had a good call the other week, too. Oh, that. Here's that humility <laughs> and good looks thing again. No, not my. Oh. I gave you guys oh. something to laugh at yes. a couple of weeks ago. I don't know if you remember. That's one of Which the best one? calls. Oh, the, uh, the, the put it put, give, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put it in your face. NFL, and NFL preseason and college football. Like if, you, if you turn it on to a college football game and it's like – Eastern Kentucky and Western Michigan, you're going to have a great commentary. You're going to get you're like gonna a get me and Graves kind of combo. You're going to yeah. get you're going to get something that you're just like I think look man, I think we'd be hot <laughs> in like Carolina. I think yeah. so too. Yeah. Uh, Can I come? Yeah. Anybody thinks anything's got to be better than Todd Ellis. God's <laughs> sake. Todd man. Ellis. Oh my goodness. We get to hear him today. No. <laughs> no. No. no you're don't. not a Todd Ellis guy? No. <laughs> No, look, you know, I asked you that question a few years ago if you were a Todd Ellis no. guy. Is anybody a Todd Ellis guy? Obviously, Ray there's, Tanner is. There's got to be some people in Columbia that Harris are. Harris Pastidis is, Boom. apparently. <laughs> That's what he sounds like. He too. spent an entire game calling Vanderbilt, calling oh, who were we playing? Central Florida, maybe, calling them yeah. Vanderbilt. Calling the them whole, Vanderbilt. <laughs> the whole game. <laughs> the Commodores, this, Commodore. And I'm sure they're telling in his, him. In his defense, they did look like Vandy on that day. You know who needs to be the new voice of the Gamecocks? Bear with me. All right. Steven Garcia. <laughs> 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 no, they should have kept Andy Demetra, who was there. Did, they had him, yeah. and, they, and they let him. They wouldn't give him football, and that's, that's why he went insane. to Georgia Tech. And now he's great at Georgia Tech. Great at Georgia Tech. You know what he also does? The Atlanta Dream. For Do you sports. know what he also did? Back when I was doing my first radio show, he actually. did. He did. Uh, he when IMG College Radio first started out, I know he was there. Andy Demetra, but yeah, he did uh, the baseball College World Series. He had a famous call there for South yeah, Carolina. Really, I'm, I'm actually typing that in right now. Yeah. Yeah, he, he did an interview um, about a year ago, and it, he goes and explains this call. Uh, but yeah, he was Georgia Tech. Um, has has had some really good play-by-play radio guys, West Durham, yeah. and now Andy Demetra, back to back. Yeah, he's. I, I always liked Andy. I wish Andy hadn't left. It is what it is. Although at least maybe it gives some some of us hope. I'm not even sure who's doing baseball and stuff for him now. 
but Todd Ellis is still doing football. I'm about I say, deep down, Carolina fans, y'all love Todd Ellis. No. No. I love him as a player, sure. I mean, you might like his, like, maybe he brings charisma or whatever. No. No, he doesn't bring any charisma. He doesn't like, bring anything, bro. <laughs> like, technically, from play-by-play, play, he's very – I don't want to say bad. Yeah, I'm not good technically like, either, man. So I, I, I don't. But you try can to get away with, like, you can get away with it. But when you don't bring another level to it, yeah. I mean, like, I've never been good technically at the things I do. I'm not. I'm a terrible writer. Terrible. I'm. I'm not that great at play by play. I don't think anyway. No, you're pretty good, but like I don't I'm saying, think so. like compared to Todd Ellis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's like saying your Todd girlfriend's is. prettier than Rosie O'Donnell. I mean, that doesn't work. <laughs> of course she is. <laughs> <laughs> but like he doesn't do much like technically. Which I just it's just weird because you look at Don Munson, who's like the most technical person it's down great. the distance. Holy time, cow! Time every yeah. single. I just want to spit my doctor pepper. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> I got I got computers and stuff. But it's it's funny to see how uh, how South Carolina will, will work that because he only does football, and that's the only school in America that their play by play guy only does, does football. Oh my god! <laughs> I hate that I missed that. Your girlfriend's prettier than. Rosie <laughs> I'm still laughing about the Rosie O'Donnell joke. <laughs> I can't believe y'all haven't heard that before. That's one of my. That's one of my go-to's. I was choked on my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we blew that entire segment. We'll skip the break and go to the next one because that's the flex segment. That's yeah. what it's there for, All right? right? We're okay. Good. All right, football. We're football. Football, football. that is. Not yet. Let's go. Okay. Enough ready. baseball. College football. Let's talk about some college. Because that's baseball too. Rosie, is baseball league of their own? Shout out, Madonna. NC State, East Carolina is one. Why are we? Whoa, 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 whoa. I just want to say real quick okay. before we get into some fantasy. Okay. I want to talk some college football. We got college football on the on the thing here. I'm thinking about NC State, East Carolina at 12. I just want to go through the noon games because those are coming NC, in. And, and All right. All right. Flip floppy to college Can football. Can we just do then. noon games? Let's just do college football right now. All right. Okay. Let's that's do cool. it. That's cool. I'm, I'm not prepared for any of it, East so it doesn't matter. NC State is. NC State's probably. At East Carolina. That's the thing. is. We're going to know if, if NC State's that legit that we think they are right out the gate. You think? East Carolina, know, East Carolina is, is a tough at in Greenville. It's a tough atmosphere. It's kind of like North Carolina going to Boone and playing yeah. at App State. I mean, South Carolina. I would, South I would call that harder than going to East Carolina, though. That's true. But I, I would say uh, South Carolina struggled pretty hard week one <laughs> last year. Is it's this? It sound like Greenville is Knoxville or. I mean, is North that Carolina. our measuring <laughs> stick? No, but it's a, it's a, it's a tougher. It's, I get what he's saying, it's though. It's sneaky. It's sneaky. It, it's not sneaky. South Carolina sucked it's last year. Especially early in the especially season. Especially early yeah. in the season. Yeah. They were terrible at the beginning of the season. Credit to Shane Beamer for I turning just, that thing I around. I think that if if NC State takes that lightly, you could see you could I, see one brewing there. I'll be honest, I'm going to watch that game, but I'm That's not. That's because it's the best game on at noon. I'm, not, I'm expecting NC State to be easy. I'm not game. ranking Greenville yeah. up there. If you're with North Carolina, a, a Tuscaloosa going I saw enough uh, North Carolina uh, yeah. Duke's Mayo Bowl. So what? <laughs> Said I saw enough North Carolina Duke's Mayo Bowl. Uh, yeah. Neither am I, but I think it could be sneaky. Yeah, it's, it's sneaky. Yeah, it's all. You know what's sneaky is this air conditioning, like. It is. I'm frozen over here. All right, here, what's man. another noon game, Graham? I've got them going. Wait, Colorado State and Michigan. Uh, I won't be watching that. We need a parlay card, man. I should have got one from North Snipes Carolina App State. I'll be watching that one. North Carolina App State, I will be yeah, tuning in for that. Drake ESPN made five U. touchdown passes in his first game last week against Florida A&M. Yeah, Florida A&M. But, I oh, mean, they're the, stepping up in competition. The 330 games are the ones. Those, those are ones yeah, that Georgia, I'm Yeah, Georgia-Oregon. Yeah. But, you know, and guess what else? Speaking of 330 games. It's the end of an era a bit coming, or not right now, but it's coming. The 330 CBS game of the week, SEC 
game of the week will be the Big Ten game of the week. That's right. Coming up. Really? I didn't yeah. know that. On CBS? Not this year or next year. It's 2024? 2024, I think. Or 2025, something. Yeah. Anyway, whenever the contract's up, uh, CBS will be hosting the Big Ten game of the week. And, and, and the deal the Big Ten got, just and the SEC has been really good at navigating this stuff. But the Big Ten absolutely slaughtered them on the TV deal. I want to say it's like three hundred million and fifty million. The the new deal for the Big Ten. The Big, three, ten like, the Big Ten plays their games, their game of the week at noon, noon. which yeah. is something you Ugh. never see. Uh, so that's a three thirty game. Let's go through all the finish all these. Uh, Sam Houston State and Texas A and M. Is that even a football game, bro? <laughs> uh, I didn't even know it was Sam Houston State. I've always known them as just Sam Houston. It might be interesting. I don't know. I might have added the state on the. We end got a, a huge one: Central Connecticut and UConn. That is not even on TV. You won't. <laughs> you won't be able to watch. Neither it. is South Carolina. That's not a fair thing to say. You can listen to Todd Ellis though. I'm not radio. listening to Todd Ellis, bro. I will have. I have ESPN Plus. I will not listen to Todd Ellis. I. I, I just will not. I cannot do it, man. That's pretty much all. Well, you said NC State East Carolina. That's pretty much all the noon games, right? Yeah. Three thirty is Georgia Oregon is the big one. Yeah, yeah, because that's an SEC game of the week. You've What's also got the, the kickoff classic at the, uh, is, is that is that the Georgia Dome, Georgia yeah. Oregon? Yeah, yeah, that's going to be at the Georgia Dome. It's like yeah, the, the kickoff Mercedes, classic, Mercedes, or whatever. Yeah, yeah Mercedes Benz Stadium. Uh, yeah, what, yeah, sorry, whatever the, yeah. it's called, Fulton County Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> Mercedes Benz, the place right across the street from where the yeah, Mercedes Dome Benz was. Yeah, yeah. The the, the best t- moment in TV history to me is when Marta parked their train right in front of the Weather Channel's camera at the implosion <laughs> of the. Uh, Georgia Dome, like right as it's happening, like the train stops right in the middle. Was, to see that. It was great stuff. Notre Dame, Ohio State. That's, that's another that's, big one. That's the we other can one. Yeah. hopefully in week one we can stop all this stupid college football playoff talk for Notre Dame. Which, by the way, did you see yesterday the news? Yes. About the playoff going to twelve teams. And actually, in so twenty six or twenty five right. or something. So I'm interested to see Florida State LSU tonight. Um, yeah. Chip Kelly era starting in LSU. I'm pretty sure that is Sunday, though. I said Sunday. No, that's today. That's tonight, tonight, 730. Tonight at 730. Yeah. A- ABC. I'm Georgia looking right Oregon's here. at 330. Florida State LSU is at 730. Tonight. tonight. Now, tonight. Clem Tech and Georgia Tech are Monday. I am 100% sure that that's Sunday. It's, I'm looking at it right it's here. It's tonight at 730. 730 on CBS. It's tonight at ABC, I mean. ABC. Georgia, Oregon, com- directly followed by today Florida State LSU. Seven, it's today at 730, bro. We're talking about Florida State LSU, though. Yes. Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah. Wait, what are you talking about? Notre Dame and Ohio State. Florida State, State. LSU tonight, is it not? No, it's, oh, tomorrow. it's Sunday. Bad. Tomorrow. I bad. thought we were talking about Ohio okay. State and Notre no. Dame. Whoa. <laughs> I thought yeah. we were talking about – I thought I, – I misread the schedule. My bad. No, you're good. And then Monday is – I do that all the time. Georgia Tech. That, this Whoa. is what I needed. No, this is – I'm starting to show over. <laughs> like, I totally missed that conversation. I told I I'm, I don't know where I got. We were talking Ohio State Notre Dame. No, I mean I just we missed the schedule. I know, but I was th- I thought you got. We were all talking about Ohio State Notre Dame. I'm looking at things. Go, no, it's a seven thirty yeah, tonight. Yeah, yeah, it no, is. No, I'm no, looking no. right at it. It's yeah, a seven thirty. Yeah, yeah. And it is. But it's Notre not Dame the game y'all were talking about. Yeah. I was off it on my own little I, I planet. Looked the, I looked the schedule wrong. So did I. I looked at the whole show wrong. Y'all were talking about a game. I was talking about something else. I was just on another planet. I can't even believe it. How do they, how do I how do y'all let me have a microphone every week? Somebody got to take this thing from me at some South point. South Carolina will also be on SEC Network Plus. Yeah, that's SEC Network Plus. That is when you're really <laughs> down there. Look, J- Jamias Williams returns to South Carolina, former highly touted recruit there. 
now playing running back. The most complete running back is Sean Elliott. If you're wondering why there's a connection to Georgia State. Do we want to just leave you muted so you can sneeze for the rest of the show or what, man? Like, we're all going to be sick tomorrow. We're going to wonder why. Graham's going to be feeling fine. We're going to kick his butt. Who's projected to be Carolina's running back? Marshall Lloyd? I would hope so. Yeah. Jabias Williams played defensive back for Carolina. Not very well, I don't think. Now he's playing running back at Georgia State. At Georgia State. So, Casey Adams also from, from South Carolina. Played at Gray. And this is where you, you say they're going to retire. Is Clowney Jersey retirement yeah. this yes. week or next this, week? Yes. This, this is week. This okay. is week. It's a Jersey retirement. Not the number of retirement. So no, there are some numbers retired, and those numbers remain retired. But going forward, they will only retire jerseys. And because t Clowney's jersey will be retired tonight, number seven. Guess what Spencer Rattler wears? Seven. Seven, which has got to be better than Chris Smelly. Best T-shirt ever, ever, I've ever seen out tailgating. Got these students walking through who clearly have gone and gotten, like, these the cheap, like, three-foot-thick Hanes cotton T-shirts that feel terrible on your neck, right? And they've got this basic screen print, but what it said was amazing. Because Chris Smelly was starting that season. We were, like, number six in the country, man. Mm -hmm. My cock is smelly. It was great, man. It was the best shirt. It was just – it's kind of like the Yankees suck. It's just block oh letters God. on a shirt, on a white shirt. 25 bucks. And this is in 2007. 25 right? bucks. I paid it. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> More power to you. Give me that shirt. That was hilarious, man. What did they finish their record? What was the record that year? It wasn't good. Okay. It was Smelly. Smelly was pulled for Steven Garcia. That Funny story that. about Chris Smelly. So my brother lives in Columbia. Um, Midtown Fellowship is a pretty big church in Columbia now. Multiple branches. My uh, brother helped kind of start – was one of the – our group of people in that small group that kind of helped start Midtown and get it off the ground. Mm -hmm. Well, being a student at Carolina, Chris Smelly started attending church in Midtown. This is after Garcia had replaced him after his playing days. And they had a uh, flag football game between, like, the young guys at the church and the old guys. And Chris Smelly played quarterback on their flag football team. And, I, and so I told my brother, what a fall from grace. <laughs> 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 he gets replaced by Stephen Garcia, and now he's throwing to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, in fairness to Jeremy, he's an elite videographer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Probably not a football player. No. I mean, no. he played football in high school. Yeah, I'm sure. Had the fourth highest burden on the team. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, you guys, you, your whole family's athletic. <laughs> not just me. But yeah. I, know I mean, you can, you can shoot the ball. Yeah. You can shoot a basketball. But, Your yeah. dad's a good basketball player. I didn't know you realized your mom was the stud athlete she was. My dad uh, played middle school basketball against James Worthy. Probably lost. Yes, I, I, that'd be a fair assessment. <laughs> Very badly, yeah. <laughs> I tried to talk him. I tried to talk his dad into coming and play with us. He's too the, competitive. Graybeard League. That's what he told me. He just I can't do it. I'm a preacher. <laughs> oh, he came and played with us in college. He came and played with us in college and got mad and walked yeah. off the floor and said, "I can't do it." Yeah, he's, yeah, it's great. But like he he can play, like legitimately play. He's good, man. Yeah, he's but we'll good. never know if he's good because he he won't yeah. stick around. We need to get. Play. We need to reinstate the Graybeard League. It would be good. That would be fun. Yeah. I miss the Graybeard League days. We have to kind of start small. Though. Start small. Yeah. We just half can't do the two-on-twos. Two we can't do the two-on-twos. Two-on-twos are terrible. Oh, it's awful. It's bad on your knees. Yeah. You guys ought to come. We, you, you would fit in for sure, Lethko. Because it's like old washed-up has-beens, basically. Like, we obviously cannot play. Like, we're all really competitive. 
but not competitive enough to really care. Like, I want to win, and I want to beat you, but if I don't, like, it's okay. It's, it's the neat thing about, I guess that's what maturing is, is that you're okay with losing a little bit, like when it's friendly. I don't know. I'm not ever losing. Anyway. Fantasy football? Fantasy football. we got a draft tomorrow. Yes. So I'm expecting this conversation to be super vanilla. But I'm going to give you some of my Actually, picks. I'm not afraid to give my draft strategy out there if the time is necessary. I'm just putting that out there. I don't really care who knows or who doesn't. Honestly, it could be better if somebody knows my draft strategy. It could be because I'm going to do whatever. Because here's the thing. You if can you change it up on us. If you, but if you're draft, like if I'm thinking about what his strategy is when I draft, I'm probably thinking about the wrong thing. There are some things that I've learned over the years playing fantasy football. One of those things is putting any credence into bye weeks during the draft. Yes, he used to do that religiously. Like I really focused on that. Like I wouldn't take the best running back that was on the board, even though I needed someone at running back. I will go find another running back because of the bye weeks. Right. It's not – look, the draft is to collect talent, period. I didn't even have a defense after the draft this year. Yeah, neither did I. I had to drop somebody. You just collect talent. You can move. We're, I mean, I'm already in, like, hot and heavy trade negotiations. We haven't got to week one in one league. We just had the draft already in hot and heavy tra- – for Damian Pierce, matter of fact, trying to pry him off of uh, Jacob Benetti. Yeah, yeah. Benetti is a—he's uh, driving a hard bargain he for does. Pierce. Yeah, he is. Yeah. But he, this is, he drives a hard bargain for everything. Yeah, he does. Yeah, that's yeah. just how he is. Do you, do you know him previously from? I don't. Yeah, so that—that's there. You go. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. You've seen him in action. So we're gonna have our draft. I'm curious. Are you guys RB zero? Are you RB RB? RB wide receiver? It doesn't matter. Like you were saying, you just—it's about knowing what to do once the board, you know, once it comes to you. Mm-hmm. And wide receiver, running back, those are the the ones you want, but. It's not like you got to take, you know, wide receiver first round, then take a running back next round, and then take a wide receiver. I mean, it's just however the board falls to you, that's what you need to take. If I can take get, I got the tenth pick, so I can roll over pretty quick. So yeah, yeah. If I can get two pretty top tier receivers, I may go receiver, receiver, and you're go RB zero. You're not How about going that? Dak first pick. Oh yeah. You gotta go Dak first pick. <laughs> name your team. Yeah. Let me get Dak. Let me get Zeke. Let me get <laughs> CD Lamb, baby. Let's go. <laughs> That's my quarter Dak. It's my team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Dak, you, wait, I, wait, I just on, assume Dak will be your first pick. Uh, I mean, I'm just counting on that. Nobody else want to take him. Me getting him like round 13. So. I got you. Okay. By the way, how did you feel like you did in the, the draft? The live Better draft? than my draft grade. Yeah, my draft grade wasn't too great either. I actually felt like it was pretty close. I was a C. Did y'all get my reference, like. though, to the T.O.? That's my quarterback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's my quarter Dak, I thought That's you my said. Quarterback. My quarter Dak. Yeah. I'm trying to look and see. Well, I don't even know what draft pick I got. Cancel. I don't either. Anyway, uh, I felt like I did really good. I came out with – first of all, I got set up for success because my two, of my two of my running backs last year, Najee Harris and Javante Williams, both of um, whom are, I kept okay, this year. Najee was drafted by me in the second round. Oddly enough, I traded him off of my team last year and then traded for, back for him later in the year. So I ended up with Najee Harris back on my roster. Um, kept him, so I did not get a first-round pick. I picked 11th. So I thought I got a bargain on Harris in the first round, who probably would have been a top-five pick, which is why I decided to keep him, even though I lost my first round, because I thought I got I gained an advantage there. Yeah. Um, and then I was able to come back and take Keenan Allen right after that. Uh, so pretty good wide receiver one. Javante Williams was drafted in the sixth round, seventh round. So I lost a sixth-round pick for Javante Williams. That's a steal. He's a, he's a second, third-round pick 
for sure. So I thought I did pretty well from that aspect. I still ended up kind of thin at wide receiver somehow. I'm pretty stacked at running back, though. And I ended up with Madison, who I think will – Dalvin Cook's liable to get hurt. That's great. So whoever's got Dalvin Cook would be – and, and I got Pickens, too, from – uh, from Pittsburgh, yeah. yeah. So those are my two. The thing, the cool thing about sweeper like uh, keeper leagues, though, is you've got to you got to make the end of your draft count. It can't just be like a, a, a redraft league yep. where you can, you know, your last few pictures swings for home runs. You don't care. Like you've got to have a little bit of thought for the future, especially because you think about a guy you take late. Like I took Pickens like the twelfth round or thirteenth round or something, right? I end up keeping. You can't. Um, all keepers are no later than twelfth round. So he, I ended up losing my twelfth round pick for him next year. If he blows up this year, I mean, that, mm-hmm. that's pretty good. I still can't believe Justin Jefferson was a keeper. It, you would have thought that – I mean, where he started, yeah. I get it now when you explained it to me. But yeah. He's in his last – you can only keep – so in that league, you only keep three years. And they just it, – every year it moves up around, right? But so Justin Jefferson went like the ninth round or something, right, yeah. as a keeper. Well, he's pretty good last year too. Well, that's because he kept the year before that too. It's, and so that, that makes it unique. And those guys have been playing – most of those guys have been in that league for 10 years or so, man. Eight years or something. It's been a, been a long time. So that's, that's a money league, by the way. Winner gets six calamities. Six C-notes for winning that one, baby. That's pretty nice. Second place, 150. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. And we bought the big fancy draft kit with the big, like the big-ass poster and, and uh, the stickers for all the players you put in each each thing. It was great, man. You got a trophy, too, at the you end. Got a very nice trophy. Yeah. Very nice trophy. Oh, and the loser has to do one hour at Good Times stand up. Is that what we ended up deciding? I don't know. I hope for that because one hour stand up at Good Times yeah. for the loser, or yeah. take the SAT. Was the or take option. the SAT. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> I look like I immediately wrote down one hour of stand up because I, I do that too. once a week anyway. Yeah. Not at Good Times anymore, but it is what it is. What's your what's your what's your fantasy strategy, Graham? You you I like hung over again, right? So. Uh no, I I thought it was funny you talked about those just envisioning somebody trying to do stand up. <laughs> <laughs> it's what I do anyway. It's what you do. We yeah, do it, it for was, for ninety minutes. What's an hour? It would be hilarious just to see. It would be funny. I'm coming. Like, uh, kind of pulling for you get that last. Time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of pulling because I want to see if I can do it. I've always thought. I mean, I've always thought I had a little bit of wit. I obviously don't care about standing up, making a fool of, a fool of myself in front of people. That's all it takes, bro. I'm a big wide receiver is my flex guy. I'm a believer in that. I don't like having a running back as a flex. Isn't it just your best matchup for the week, though, in your other but, positions? Yeah, but I would rather be – I would rather have a good RB1 and then really good three receivers and then another RB2. Yeah. Because somebody's going to get injured, and you're going so, to have to play RB2 through the waiver wire at some point through the season. And that's how you win a league. I think it depends upon the point system. PPR, I definitely agree with you. One of our wide receivers yeah. my flex. But if we're playing like standard points, I would True. want another running back. But here's the here's the, let me give you another thing because in the money league that Jonathan and I are in, it's three receivers and a flex. So you gotta play three wide outs already. So when you start talking about the I wide receiver still, and your flex P, is it PPR? Half PPR. Half PPR. PPR. I mean I would I would literally yeah. still go. Wide receiver. There's so many good wide receivers. There is. I think that's where you get into the to the tier discussion. When you get down there, it, you know what, and you're you're gambling. That's all this is, right? You're you're trying to find the best possible person to put in that spot who has the best chance to get you a lot of points. Yeah. And the only only way that I would personally put a running back at a flex is that if I have an elite tight end, like a Travis Kelsey or someone like that. In one of my leagues, I have Travis Kelsey as my tight end. Elijah Mitchell is my flex running back. So that's that's kind of 
where I'm at. You, you trusted Mitchell? Mitchell's kind of let everybody he's a, down he's for the last keeper. couple he's years. He's a keeper from last you year. You kept Mitchell? There's a league with 14 keepers. You keep your you, – you have – Your whole you roster. Have, yeah, Dynasty have, league. Yes. Yeah. You have four draft picks every year. Oh, so and you're basically like your whole team. Yeah. 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 It's like real real yeah. managing. It's like playing And you said it's a 14 team? 14 play, 14, 14 keepers. 14 keeper, okay. So, oh. like, my bench is J.K. Dobbins, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, Dallas Goddard, Jalen Waddle, Brandon Ayuk, Trevor Lawrence, Hunter Renfro, and Drake London, who I just picked up. Well, how many teams? You just picked – how did you get Drake London off the waiver wire? No, 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 through the draft. Oh. He, he I drafted him. So, okay. how, many, how many teams right. is in this league? I think ten. Who's your starters? Okay. I got Aaron Rodgers, who I've had for like six years on this team. Saquon Barkley, who I drafted number one overall a couple of years ago. Javante Williams, who I got in like the third round of our rookie draft a couple of years ago. Yeah, nobody. Jamar Chase was my first round pick last year. I traded for CD Lamb. I have Travis. I've had Travis Kelsey like the same when I got Aaron Rodgers. And I'm actually if I if I start to go bad, I'm gonna trade Aaron Rodgers and Travis Kelsey for like three or four young guys. That's kind of the route I have. I have good. Good selling assets if, it, if things don't go well. I would think now's the time to move Rodgers, though. Yeah, like I have Trevor Lawrence waiting in the bench, and he's yeah. probably going to be on the team forever. I love Jalen Waddle and Jamar Chase on my team last year. I had a great draft because I traded away Tyree Kill for, for a player for two picks. And one of so those became? Became Jamar Chase. Chase. And the Who, other one was Jalen. Well, someone, the guy who I traded him to, I drafted him last year in that money league. Mm. And the guy kept him because I drafted him so late. I, I mean, up, I picked up Lawrence too, and late in the I think it's like the twelfth or thirteenth yeah. round. And it's all I did. The only thing I'm thinking about, I'm gonna keep him for next year. Yeah, he's gonna explode next year. Yeah, yeah. Like the guys I've gotten through the draft, like Ayuk, Waddle, Jamar Chase, uh, Saquon Barkley. Uh, I most of my draft picks have hit. I've been lucky in that that regard. And then their trading is the trade deadline is kind of crazy at dynasty leagues, which is why I love dynasty leagues because the trades look really bad at first. And then two years later, you're like, well, this running back's retired from football. And now mm-hmm. I traded away two draft picks and two wide receivers, and now they're both – all four of those are top 30 in the league. That's how dynasty leagues work. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's really fun. It's the My favorite league I'm in is the one where you keep your team every year. So what about on a redraft? How are, how are you approaching that? Because obviously that's much different. Like a redraft would be like a uh, – like the draft every year. Yeah. It's just rookies and players that are free agents – I mean, you're not going to draft. Right. What I'm asking you is how would you, how was you, how does your strategy change from that that league where you keep everyone every year I, to a league where you best, don't? Best available player. Just period. Best available. No matter Drake what. Drake London was the best available player. I I'm not talking about. That. I'm talking about in a redraft league where that's you don't have any uh, players. Uh, oh, oh, I thought any players. Any players. Best player available. That's no, what I thought no, he was no, saying no, too. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Um, I try and go get an elite running back just to get that out the way. You don't want to have to deal with having to go through the running back carousel. Yeah, trying to stream running backs at the end of the year like yeah, I did last could, year. You could do it with one of them, but not the other. Yeah. You need, you need, uh, you it's need, hard you to need. stream running backs, man. That's what I was just about to say. There's certain positions. This is how, what I feel. Yeah. You know, I've played fantasy a lot of years. I can't stream a running back. Uh-huh. That's the one position I can't stream. So I'm all right. I'm all you right. Can stream your, you can just stream even your wide receiver, too. You can, yeah. Um, but you can't stream I've the I've never been back. able to stream a running back. Running backs are work so touchdown dependent. And so you – you can't. I don't like to rely on too many having two running backs to win me the league. So one running back that I know I can count on, and one that other one. If it doesn't work out, it's all right. I'd rather my weakest spot be RB two. If my weakest spot's RB two and I have a really good quarterback play, uh, the flex is is a good wide receiver or tight end serviceable and everything. I'd rather RB two be my weakest. 
I've never been able to draft a good tight end. I've always usually had to stream that, mm-hmm. and I've always had to stream my kickers and my, my defense. I'll do that. Yeah, I stream anyways. kickers and defense anyway. anyway. I don't fool with it. Yeah. Well, obviously, I didn't even draft a defense. I thought we had one more pick in the draft. <laughs> I <laughs> literally thought we were going more around. It's yeah. like, okay, I'll get my defense now. And Someone took uh, uh, a couple of defenses, man, early. Yeah, somebody took the Bills defense like, like the in the eighth, eighth round. Eighth round, yeah. <laughs> Oh, those will be – the defense is your next to last round and then the kicker is your last. Yeah, yeah. or vice versa. Always. No, yeah. not vice versa. Yeah, your kicker is always last. It doesn't matter to me. It doesn't, yeah, to me, it's, as long as those are your last two picks, yeah, that's last how two it's picks. supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're just they're what it is. I won a – was it 14 or 16? Is it 16 teams? Three wide receivers in that well, Yahoo League. You were in the 14-team league. 14 teams. We had a 16-team super flex league, I believe. How yeah. many? 16 teams. In one of my leagues, I uh, – I drafted the Ravens' defense for the sole purpose that they played Jets week one. That's why I picked them up. That's, I went and saw who's playing the Jets for week one <laughs> yeah. and went and got that. And that's like how I do my defenses. Who's playing the crappiest teams yeah, in the league right now? I yeah. picked up the Browns. They're playing the Panthers. So I just yeah, think like they're gonna, last year yeah, it was like, who's playing the Jaguars? Yeah, yeah, who's playing the Jags? Exactly. Who's playing the Lions? Yep. Yeah, let me find that team. And that's, that's kind of how I went about my defense, defensive approach last year. I think I'm going to do a little bit different. In this money league, like, I take that crap serious, man. Like, I want to win that money. And, like, all I do all year is think about what I can do with it. And then, like, last year I was 5 and 11 or something <laughs> like that, right? Or 4 and 11 or whatever it ends up being. 5 and 10 maybe is what it was. 5 and 9. Like 14 whatever. games. 14 right? is a 5 and 9. Yeah. I was 5 and 9 last year. And you'll, you'll probably find yourself a similar because I took over somebody else's roster last year. Yeah. And it was hard. It is, especially in a keeper league. It's hard. Yeah. Because, and you see because, like, I mean, Keenan Allen was the best available wide receiver at pick number 14, second round, pick two. Yeah. That was the best available wide receiver was Keenan Allen. My team, I, I like what I did in the early rounds, but one injury and I'm done. Done. For the most part. I, I got no depth, and there's nothing on I'm the waiver wire. I don't have it pulled up right now, but basically it's uh, Christian McCaffrey. You got kind of uh, hamstrung J- on that. Yeah, Josh Jacobs. Uh, Terry McLaurin, Michael Pittman Jr. at wide receiver, Marquise Hollywood. McLaurin's going to blow up, bro. Yeah, hopefully. Carson Wentz is his quarterback. That's true. Yeah, so. I think McLaurin's uh, prime for some big. Christian though. Kirk, I picked him that's up. That's another good pick. I think that's, that's going to be a good pick. Yeah. I think he's going to have a big year. Yeah, that's but a good pick. Who's your quarterback? I've got two quarterbacks. i got Kyler, and then I also have Trevor Lawrence on the bench. Right. No, I think. Pretty solid. It's pretty solid. It's a solid team, but one injury and I'm well, done. Well, of course, that's fantasy. Of course, yeah. you know you could pick up the next guy who's you know sneaking in the next Amon Ross St. Brown who wasn't on anybody's roster. I've got a lot of injury prone players on the team. Yeah. Hollywood Brown injury prone, Kyler yeah. Murray injury prone, Christian yeah. McCaffrey injury prone. We all know about that. Yeah, uh, that's a lot. Like you have to take McCaffrey second. I, I like you said. I got hamstrung. I, yeah. It was between him and Eckler. And I just don't. I, I, Eckler's going I down. Just can't, I think. McCaffrey, when he plays, he puts up 15 to 20 points every, every week. week. So every week, especially in PPR. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I'm really what when I'm working that trade with Benetti, my plan is to maybe put McCaffrey in the flex, so I can get like kind of a solid yeah. running back one, running back two. Yeah. And uh, not have to be so dependent on him exactly. performing, but if he does, home run. Exactly. Yeah. Very nice. All right. Well, we'll talk some college football, I guess, next. We tried to. We started. We got derailed That's after right. the twelve o'clock games. That's cool though. It's this bad. Do you are you an ADD guy too? A little bit. I mean, clearly Graham. Graham and I are, are like carbon copies a little bit. Lethko has de- is not as bad as us, but he definitely is ADD ish. 
You've he's probably tried, the least. I about to say, he's tried to get us back on track a couple times. He has. He's been the guy who's tried. That's why I said he's not quite as bad as we are. I'm still. But you're still pretty rough. Like, I, I've, I've had a lot of conversations with you over the years. And this is this, they start at one place and they end at some other random place. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> but it's just like, hey, whatever. Yeah. I was about to say something. I really can't. See, remember. it's because you're too busy crying over my allergies. Yeah. He's crying allergy. over the thought of listening to Todd Ellis later. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody is listening to Todd oh, Ellis, bro. Okay. I d- talk about to the dynasty league and why everybody should be in, in at least one dynasty league where you keep ninety percent of your team every year. Yeah. Is that one guy has Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow? And he said he's gonna trade one of them, and he's he everybody said it in trades, and he's yeah, declined wow. about twenty of them. He wow. said he's eventually going to get one, but yeah. the pack the packages he's getting for like Joe Burrow, kind of insane right now. So like I offered him Waddle Dobbins in my first round pick in two thousand twenty four, and he said no. It's like, yeah. Hey, yeah. it's kind of a Jamar Chase is gonna be a top one receiver in a couple yeah. years, but yeah, that'd be a, a good stack to have if you could get Burrow. Yeah, stack, stack Burrow because, and Chase, and then I could trade Aaron Rodgers for a receiver that I would lose for for Jamar Chase. That was my yeah. that was my initial plan, um, and then I'll, I don't know what I'll do with Trevor Lawrence, but he'd be my my buy guy yeah. if when Bur- when Burrow has the bye week or gets hurt, I could keep Trevor Lawrence. But that was my thicket, and I was like, I have to go out and get someone like Joe Burrow because that makes it easier where I don't have to trade Aaron Rodgers for another quarterback. Yeah. So, yeah, I think uh, my strategy there is gonna. Instead of getting rid of Aaron Rodgers and getting another quarterback, because I feel like I lose value in those trades, yeah. I trade my young guys for a quarterback and then Aaron Rodgers for some other stuff from for other stars. Now's the time to move Aaron Rodgers, I would yeah. think, for sure. I mean, you can only do it with so much LSD <laughs> before it's over, right? All right, we're gonna take a quick break. We do after because we, we just we just totally blew the schedule. Who cares about the schedule? We're, nobody's paying us this, on Saturdays anyway. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we are going to talk some college football. Then we're going to get into our top five teams in a fight. I cannot wait to. I got some good ones for that one. I've got some good ones. I'm having to to redo mine on the fly, though, because I added fictional teams I feel like I got one team that you're going to be like, huh, when I say it. But then when I start saying who's on the team, you're like, oh. So, yeah. Landon and I had an extensive conversation about this last night. About teams in a fight. Because he was actually going to come this morning, but it is what it is. I want to see who you guys got in a fight, though. I used to like to fight. I wasn't very good That's at it, good. though. <laughs> <laughs> this is good music to me right here. This is as good as it gets. This is sublime. We'll be back. Just a minute. Scramble Sports, sit down.
Graves bouncing over here, man. Say that again. It's not Kanye, but it's good. It's, good. it's yeah. chill, man. Yeah, Sublime. That's a great. Like I told you, I, I listen to a little bit of Sublime, but not in my rotation. Got to get him in there, bro. This is excellent stuff, man. Like, let me get you on something. D.I.D. Graham showed that one to me over the break. That's the one I'm probably going to try to put in the rotation. Artist signed by J. Cole. You like bass? Oh, this one got some good thump in it. This is waiting for my Ruka. Oh my waiting for my Ruka. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great song. This Why is the lead. We have a dog barking. In that's that's Lou Dog, man. It's just like Ludog. I don't. Think that's his dog, Lou Dog. Oh, oh it's Bradley's yeah. dog oh, yeah, was. We, yeah, we all knew that was. <laughs> I thought everybody knew that. That's where I met my Ramona. I don't really hear the face. It's, uh, I hear that, but I'm just saying it's not the, our, the, Obviously, our headphones don't yeah, have the low end. Not but Beats by Dre. The, well, yeah, they aren't Beats by Dre for sure. But like, uh, here we go. Here's Let's Go. We call me. Oh, he's back. Uh, we, can actually, we can talk some football now. It's it's funny. Like getting people to work is like hard. It's hard. Lethco took like two weeks off. He went for his kid's birthday one time. Landon's trying to go to a football game. It's ridiculous. Wire never shows up. Wire's a lost cause. Lost cause, man. Hey, check us, check us up right here. This is great. This is great. She said I love up the way 
Where you Ramona, please step back. There's a there's a great line at the end of this song where he says, uh Ramona, am I the only one? Tell me. And she says, You're not the only one, but you're the best, Bradley. <laughs> That's great stuff, man. No, you're not the only one, but you're the best. Close enough. Welcome back again. Welcome back to Lefko. Hopefully. How's it going? Hopefully Bladder's feeling much better. Yeah. Did any of y'all catch the Virginia Tech game yesterday? Saw Old Dominion beat Old them. Dominion won. But that's where my parents live, is right like in the backyard of Old Dominion. In, well, in yeah, Gent what was area the final Norfolk. score of that? I thought it was, it I was thought, 20 to 17. Ooh, I thought Virginia Tech was supposed to be kind of all right this year. I thought they were kind of back. Yes, and Old Dominion actually beat Virginia Tech uh, back in uh, 2017. Yeah, Old Dominion though is like a D- twenty eighteen. Are, are they not D two or are they one double A? They're FCS. Yeah. Whatever you call They're it. FCS, I'm old. It's one double A, whatever. It's yeah. one double A for old people like yeah. me. Who's who listen to Kiyoki? They're it's, FCS. Yeah. I don't even know what FCS means anymore. Eastern Kentucky lost to Eastern Michigan. Football championship sub- championship subdivision, maybe? Yep. Yeah. Michigan has the greater greater eastern double side a. as they beat Eastern well, Eastern Michigan beat Eastern Kentucky. 42-34. Eastern Kentucky is Rickson Lane's school now. That's right. That's right. He was there in Michigan as they lost. It's tough. tough Speaking of another part of Michigan, Western Michigan and Michigan State. That Michigan, wasn't much of a game. 35-13. Wake Forest hammered VMI. Duke hammered Temple. <laughs> but, hey, all right. Backyard brawl was Thursday. Did y'all watch it? Yeah. Like, I'm not a big 12 fan or whatever this is now. What is this? Well, Pitt is in the ACC Pitt's right now. ACC. Um, it just doesn't even seem right. They don't seem ACC-ish. Anyway, um, that was a really good football game. And, of course, great. my buddy Tony Temple has a son, Nate, plays for Pitt. Pitt. His other son, Cruz, plays at Arkansas State. Now they're not athletic at all. <laughs> a couple of linebackers. Nate was all over the TV. But that was – and, and – I saw an article that said this is, you know, th- this is remind this tells you why the, co- the college realignment is such a bad idea. Feels very curmudgeon-y to me. I, I mean, things change and evolve over time. I like the evolution. I, mean, I clearly college sports isn't what it used to be, at least in my opinion. A lot of good games today, though. Um, from a if you're a football lover standpoint, let's focus on a couple of them for our all of our fans here in this area. Pretty well evenly divided. Fans who matter and fans who don't. Carolina fans who matter, Clemson fans who don't. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but let's let's delve into a little bit of that. Let's start with Clemson. They take on Georgia Tech today, tonight, or Monday at five or eight o'clock. Monday the fifth at eight o'clock. Clemson and Georgia Tech. Clemson ranked pre- number four in the preseason. DJ all the vowels is going to have to come through. I think that so. I'm not a huge Clemson fan. Graham, maybe you can agree or disagree with this take from what I heard, but I was listening, um, driving to work, was listening to Mickey Plyler talk. He's all Clemson football, right? And he made this point that even back to Dabo's days as the wide receivers coach, they were loaded with receivers. Mm-hmm. I mean, and just because – in or Justin Ross coming back from injury last year and then and got a battling injury and Frank Lyson never panning out. Yes, DJ was inconsistent, but he didn't have anybody to really get the ball to last year. So I'm just kind of anxious to see him from a neutral fan. Don't feel one way or another about Clemson, just to see. Two players. 
And they both play for Dutch Fork. Will Taylor and Antonio Williams. You're going to see either one of them? You're going to see both of them. Today? I don't know if you see Antonio Monday. Monday, I mean. Ingata's got to step up as the Ingata, number one receiver. Yeah, He's got to step up as the dude. Yeah. And then you got to have somebody else after that. Antonio Williams is a unique player for sure. I think he's going to be good. And you wonder how yeah. much Will Taylor plays. But he's a freshman, too. But he also had one of the most impressive camps, that, so they said. Yeah. Will Taylor's not listed on their too deep that they read. Wow. No receiver. He'll be – I think he'll be punt returner for, yeah. sh- for but, sure. And but, then third down. kind of. But like their whole point four. was all the – DJ all the vowels, like you said. DJ Uyangale. I can't even say that's so why I just say all the vowels. They they, they had all the uh, Uyangale. He caught all Uyangale. the he caught all the criticism last year, and some of it was justified. But when you look at who he had the ball to get to, and also you followed Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence, where you hit on two pretty well generational quarterbacks back to back at Clemson. And if you look two years the year before, he had people to get the ball to, and so I think he started pressing. So I'm interested to see what is what his weapons look like. And God has got to step as a number one threat, but that's just kind of interesting. I didn't really think of it that way, that they've been so loud, so loaded with generational talent receiver year after year after year after year that they don't have a Sammy Watkins nuke. All those guys coming through the door anymore. So Don't draft Sammy Watkins. In fantasy. In fantasy, by the way. Anyways. Anyways. He's, uh, he's would you agree with that? that yeah, I would say I would say that you need your freshman or your younger guys to step up. I talked to the two Dutch Fork boys that I think are going to have good seasons. Uh, in Gata, I think has got to be force fed at times, but he's got to make his own. He's got to run. Yeah. He's got to run routes better. That's a big, big thing for him. He can catch. He's got the frame, uh, but he he needs he needs to become more of a precise route runner uh, and and learn how to use his size. He's got a he has size. He can use it on a fifty fifty ball. Uh, but he needs to learn how to leverage. Uh, when you, he needs when to go, go join uh, Oliver Parnell and the basketball team down there and learn how to like yeah. block out and stuff. Oliver Parnell, uh, Brad Brownell. Brad sorry, Brad I went yeah. two coaches back. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Yeah, Brad Brownell. I don't. Whoa, think I'm not even sure how I did that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you. Uh, wow. I don't. I don't think you uh, want Brad Brownell telling you how to box out, but. <laughs> <laughs> One of the if national you, broadcasts. If you've watched clips on. of basketball the last. Five years. <laughs> well, one of the national broadcasts they were on, they called him Brownlee the whole freaking show, and the and the the analyst even corrected the or the play by play corrected the analyst says it's Brownell like five times, and he called him Brad Brownlee the whole game, man. <laughs> it was crazy. Uh, Monday but, night, Clemson Georgia Tech. Dave Pask and Dusty Dorchek will be on the call. Dave Pask does uh, college basketball for ESPN as well. Mm-hmm. Does a lot of marquee games. He's also the radio voice of the Arizona Cardinals. Mm-hmm. He's good. I like him. So he'll be doing the game Monday. That'll be fantastic. All right. So, also real quick, Antonio Williams' best ever kick return I've ever seen in my life. I was uh, with Thurman last year. Had uh, we're in COVID protocols, so I had two weeks off. I went to see, see two state cha- eventual state champions. I saw Daniel and Emerald from the sideline at, at Emerald, and then I went to Greenwood and watched the Dutch Fort game. Antonio Williams has a kickoff where he. Catches the ball, takes like a step or two forward, and then literally stops. There's wall, and I'm I'm lit- I'm right behind him in the end zone, like at the at the spot where you can't congregate is where I'm standing, literally, uh, leaned on the fence, and uh, he he starts and he stops. You see like, like wall of players, and all of a sudden, like as this wall, like you can see this lane open, so he like literally stops the lane opens and he right through it and scores a touchdown. The greatest kick return I've yep. ever seen. Yeah, I think Clemson big in this. Though. I don't. Their defensive line is maybe one of the best in the country. It's 
Inter- I'm just yeah. interested and excited to see Will Shipley coming back tonight, or see how he does. Yeah, it's going to be a big sophomore season. <coughs> yeah, him and uh, uh, Pace and um, Maffa. Maffa. Mm-hmm. For sure are – it's going to be fun to watch all those guys. All right, Georgia State comes to Columbia. KZ Adams at home, essentially, in his backyard. He's from West Columbia. Went to Gray and lit the – matter. And Silver Bluff played them in the 2A state championship game last year. And there is a great photo floating around where it captures KZ Adams putting such a move on one of the linebackers from Silver Bluff that he tackled his own man. Like, he's got wrapped up and is tackling another Silver Bluff Bulldog as KZ Adams. You can see that he is sliding out of the way. You know, the great juke shot. It was a great one. So, that'll be cool to see. Um, the, the thing I'm most interested to see in the Carolina game, because it is against Georgia State, is Sean Elliott comes back. Sean Elliott has a knack for these big game-type moments with these David Goliath matchups. But I just I don't think they have a chance. But I want to see the, the LEDs going off of uh, the stadium lights to Sandstorm. It's an impressive video. It's so impressive, it's got Graham about in tears. Yeah, you better get your ESPN Plus ready, you guys. (laughs) Because you will not be watching that on TV. Yeah, I'll be watching on TV. Well. Be right on my TV? It'll be streaming. Yeah, I stream everything anyway. Anyways, yeah. Courtney Lyle will be the play-by-play, who does the the voice for uh, the volleyball championships for ESPN. She does the ESPN Plus work for football now. Gave the Gamecocks a a volleyball announcer. (laughs) I'm excited to see Spencer, uh, Spencer Rattler. Austin Stogner, some of those transfers they got coming in. Let's see how they actually look. I was you know? looking at the spread. So the spread for the Gamecocks game is 12 and a half. Yeah. And you got a choice of Todd Ellis or Courtney Lyle. <laughs> <laughs> I guess more. What's what I was thinking? Just I just listened to the radio. Courtney, Lyle. Yeah. Courtney Lyle's, uh, would, put, I would be a better listener. Put it on mute. Just put both of <laughs> put them. Put it on mute and call your extra practice yeah. for next Friday. Yeah. Call your own call game. Call your own game. Call your own game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We'll get, get Set up Graves. all the equipment. Just get everything. Just get it, get Graves over there. We'll we'll yeah. go at it. Are you worried at all about Georgia State? No. I mean, this game makes me just a little nervous. No, not, not at all. I mean, well, Sean it's Elliott like has saying, he, Yeah, he has that knack for turning it into a, a South Carolina has quietly brought in a few transfers outside yeah. of Spencer Rattler that are going to help. But yeah, it's the first game of the year. I just Columbia. I think the that they're going to set that place on fire. Truth be told, I think they went by three or four touchdowns. Yeah. I hope so. I just in all honesty, I'm not even a Carolina, South Carolina fan. The game I, makes me a little nervous. I'm not gonna lie. You do I have a little. Lo- you do have a little loyalty there. I mean, I'm a. Sp- I, I, I just think Spencer Rattler is going to be good. I don't think. Th- I mean, they is his head back right is the real question, question. for Spencer. Right. But yeah. if Spencer's back right, obviously they're not going to go win 10, 11 games and him on the Heisman. But they're far improved last year to this year if Spencer Rattler's right. I, mean, I think Caroline wins yeah. the game, but I, I think it, it's going to be Austin Stogner transferred with him from Oklahoma yeah. tight end. He's going to be a primary target there. Yeah. Yeah. Marshawn Lloyd as a sophomore running back. Now he has a legit passing game. Hopefully, Spencer Rattler's right to kind of balance that offensive. That Hopefully. Offense. Hopefully, we can stop somebody, too. That's right. That was an issue last year. That's maybe, I mean, just honestly, a neutral opinion. Yeah, it looks, I, I tend to be too hard on them, I think, sometimes, my Gamecocks. Like, they're going to, I mean, they're going to win this game, but. I don't know if it's going to be a blowout. Let me. Here's the thing, man. Here's the thing. I know, I mentioned Sean Elliott has a knack in these games. Let me also remind you that he was the guy who was the interim head coach when the Citadel beat South Carolina in Columbia. Right. Yep. Also, just and that's not all on him for sure. He's thrown into the fire right there. Really, someone else should have been the coach at the beginning of that season, honestly. But um, I'll never forget Tyler Renew. Are you knocking on the table? No, I accidentally did something. Oh, I thought you were knocking for attention. No. 
I've turned my back on I you. I don't think it would have mattered who the coach was. They were going to probably lose to the Citadel my that elder. day, unfortunately. Yeah, Tyler Renew, I have a selfie. That's the second All-American I've got a selfie with, by the way. Both from the Citadel. Both from, well, one from Greenwood, one Mike from. Mike Adams, the other one. Yeah, Mike Adams, the other one. Uh, All-American from the Citadel. Uh, owns uh, Action Sports and Greenwood Supply. All that good stuff. Uh, Tyler Renew, I, got, I worked out with him in a F3 workout in Columbia one time. His uh, high school position coach was, uh, was a buddy of mine. How'd that workout go? It, it, they're all bad for me, man. But, like, watching <laughs> him just be a machine and then watching him do the stuff he did with the Falcons in camp before they let him go that year. Um, it was, as a matter of fact, they even – when they, they it's one of the few times that someone dis- released someone, like they released a player and put out a statement about how good – they just wish – like, he's just that guy who you wish just had a little bit more talent because he does everything else that you want him to do. He's a great team guy. He's a workaholic. He's going to give you everything he's got. Great leadership ability. Obviously a Citadel grad. You know he's, he's tough. Um, just just didn't quite have it. And I hate that because, I mean, you think about it. He was good, man. Like we matter of fact, at that workout that we did, um, I was the only person at that workout. There were seven of us that morning. I was the only non-Citadel graduate that morning at that workout at a battle uh, called Battle in Columbia. Those guys absolutely whipped my tail. But at one point, they decided we we're going to do these things called renews, right, where we go from the goal line. There's a cone on this football field. AC floor is where we're doing the workout. There's a cone, and there's a cone at, the, at 56 yards out at the other 44 because that was the length of Tyler Renews' big run against the Gamecocks that day. So I – that 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 game is still very much obviously burned into my memory. So yeah, I'm I'm always nervous whenever South Carolina plays. It's kind of like, and you guys will remember this. It's kind of like when you, every time Jeff Blauser got a ground ball hit to him back in the '90s, like you kind of hold your breath. Like every game is, is like a ground ball to Blauser for me <laughs> with Carolina. Like I hold my breath on all because we just seem to play to our competition. Like where it's going to be a close game no matter what, and that you can't have that. It shouldn't be a close game against Georgia State. I think I think Carolina's going to win pretty easy. I think it's three I, touchdowns, though. Yeah, I think they won I, by three or four. Yeah, three touchdowns. I, 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 don't, <laughs> I don't like the line at sit at 12. But, though, look, there's a reason those people make so much money in Vegas. That's true, yeah. Jake, uh, Jacob, excuse me, Jonathan, uh, yeah. you know, the Carolina Panthers got a new radio play-by-play guy over the offseason. Really? Yes. Yeah. No more McMixon? Anish no. Shroff. Now, he's all right. Really? If you want to hear Anish Shroff, he's calling the NC State East Carolina game today. This is so this is the guy who actually nerds out on the broadcast. So angle if of you, sports, I was saying, if you want to get a preview of what you know radio might sound like for the Panthers, he's not bad. No, he's good. Yeah. He's really good because he does Panther like, radio broadcast in a long time. I listen, oh, I, I listen to a lot. All, yeah. all the Panthers yeah. broadcast. Well, he's, yeah, he's, this is all that Graham does. He's all into this broadcast. Never thing. into Mick Mixon. So yeah, yeah, but and and really, I thought who was the guy they had with him last year? Uh, the player. Uh, it was DeHome, wasn't it? No. Jake DeHome? No, they did not have Jake DeLome. Yeah, it they was, did for some of the broadcasts. Yeah, it was yeah. not DeLome's not who I'm thinking of. They Jordan, might have had Jordan him. Gross? Wasn't Jordan Gross either, God, but he just is not very good. He's just not He's not articulate. Eugene Robinson. Was, nah, Eugene Robinson maybe. He no, still, he's not no. still there, though. I mean, Luke Keekley did some games. No, this, this was – this was Steve Smith. No, not, yeah, no, I love Steve Smith. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. Yeah. I love That's Steve Smith. Say, like, like if you, especially if you're watching when they got the camera on them, like he's cracking jokes and like the straightest face. Like if you were <laughs> calling a game with him, like it would be tough, man. But I thought he was gold in the preseason. I love Steve Smith on the mic, for sure. Uh, I'm not sure. Not sure exactly. I don't but know who you're talking about. Um, I can't remember. I thought it was Eugene guy, Robinson. He, there's another guy, but he's not a he's not a player. Um, 
Hey man, but he can't just call his name. He though. just talked so choppy. He just wasn't articulate. Yeah, it wasn't smooth. And Mixon is smooth. I'm not a huge fan of his, but I'm not a huge Mixon fan. Usually, he, usually I'm like watching the Eagles or something. And if I want to tune into the Panthers game, I'll just like put it to my ear and like listen to the radio for a little bit. It's very nice. It's hard enough watching the Panthers. I don't want to listen to them already. Well, look, Baker hit. Yeah. Did you hear, since we're talking NFL now, Baker Mayfield come out and basically said that the statement about I want to F the Browns up or whatever it was, was said like this journalist has no who wrote that, probably has not much future. Because he came out publicly and said, yeah, I said that. It was in a private conversation that well, was supposed to be off the record. The way he described it, the reporter actually is the one who said it, and he just agreed with it. Right, and so th- this is what so the reporter got him in the conversation, and then reported it. Right, yeah. and what he thought was a pre- and this is I've learned this lesson, man. I I I was talking with someone, and I won't I won't call the um, publication. It's it's not a typical one that you would think of. I'll say that it's not like the Index Journal or anything for sure. It's someone who's not in this state. Um, eventually, the the article, same article, got picked up in the Post and Courier, which is how I found out about it. And when, it was from a like a guns rights group, and and. I gave this this I said something in the context of the conversation and most of my conversations go like this I'll tell you the deal and then at the end we'll talk about what I, what the official statement is that way I can talk through you can ask questions and understand um, and then I'll tell you what our official statement is you know to the extent that I can this is with solicitors right mm-hmm. and I, I said something that I very was very clear was off the record and it showed up in a quote in there, which wasn't a comfortable conversation with my boss after that. Um, but I t- you just got to know when you're talking to anybody who's a reporter, it's unfortunate because I, I was a journalist for a long time and not a great writer. Good relationship builder, I guess, maybe. Um, you don't have to be a great writer to be a great journalist. I agree with that. Not anymore. No. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you just got to be able to get the information. I mean, you got head editors in chief. That's what they're for. I didn't. I'd had nobody. Ninety percent. Graves know what I, knows what I went through firsthand. Man, it was brutal, oh, yeah. bro. And yeah. matter of fact, <laughs> more than half of journalism is building relationships. I agree with that. You're not going to get them to tell you anything if they don't trust you or don't like you. That's correct. I, I I was livid with Graves for a while when I found out that uh, I said you knew about this thing, and I'm not going to go into details, but you knew about the hard time I was having firsthand. Yeah. And you didn't tell me. And he goes. I just figured you must have had a better deal than I did. <laughs> <laughs> you could have warned me, man. Uh, no. I really thought you really had a better deal than me. It, did, it didn't sound much better, did it? No. no it was really, terrible. Yeah. It was, I was not making any money. It was terrible. It is what it is. I'm going to get us back on track for like the first time ever. Never. Let's, football. Yeah, we need to talk about football. some college football quickly. we got to get into some high school football because we got to talk about fights. I have a feeling that's going to take a while. <laughs> I'm glad we added the flex segment in. Fight club. Oregon, Georgia. Did we, we mentioned that a little bit. But we're going to do predictions? Yeah, we can do that. Oh, let's do it. I got Georgia. Georgia. What's the what's the spread? Are we picking on the I spread think, on college? Yeah, I think it's 16 and a half. Yeah. For, in 16 and a half? Yeah. Ooh. It's at the Mercedes. They're at home. Yeah, so. Georgia, but Oregon's typically Oregon's done well in these situations. Across, yeah, cross country to play them. I, just, they man, have, I mean, they have done well in these spots, but this is Georgia coming off the, the title. Georgia by 17. That's what like, Vegas seems to think. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Georgia I mean, by 17. I mean, I didn't I would have thought that before I even heard the spread. See, that's and that's that tells you where the spread's right probably yeah. both you guys cuz that, that's what maybe Paul's like, "Oh, I think they win it, but man, 17, like I think they can win it by 13 pretty easy." But 17, I don't know. But I'm going to I think I like Georgia to cover but that. Then it, but then again, I like Georgia to cover. Yeah. All right. I like Georgia to cover. Um 
Cincinnati, Arkansas. It's gonna be a good game. That's gonna be a good game. Yeah, I did not have do not have a spread on that. That's a three thirty ESPN game. Oh, why don't you have a spread, bro? Hold on, let's. That's at Arkansas. No, I I had the uh, Oregon Georgia off the top of my head. Very nice. I'm getting the spreads. We got to pick these on the spread, right? We got to. I mean, on college, you got to pick on the spread. We need parlay cards that we would not actually. We just need to look at the cards. We don't yes. actually use them. Facts. I don't know anything about five on five. Or 10 on 10. I ain't never done that either. All right. Ah! Oh! All right, 69. All right, so where are we? Okay. Oh, Arkansas, minus 6.5 against Cincinnati. Man. I think I like Cincinnati. Yeah, I, about say, I think <laughs> I like Cincinnati, too, the Bearcats. Yeah. I would like the cover? This, yeah. I think so. That's what I was thinking. I like the Razorbacks in that one. I, think I'm by, I like them by 7. The game is in Arkansas? Yeah. Yeah, I'm still going Bearcats. I like what are we, what are we looking at? Utah and Florida. All right, hold on. Let's leave Utah and Florida. Utah. The game is in. Gainesville. But Utah. Utah is getting a half a million dollars to play this game. By the way. It's in Gainesville. It's in Gainesville. Yeah, I kind of like Utah. I go Gators. It's the line is. <laughs> What's the line? The line is Utah minus two and a half. I'm taking. Oh. I'm going Gators all the way. Utah. They're going to win. They got to win by three. Yeah, yeah I'm for Utah. sure. I got Gators. I think Utah are going to win <laughs> way more than three points. You think? Yeah. That would be my lock of the week. Really? Coming down to the heat, humidity in Gainesville mm. and that crowd. I'm and that crowd. Yeah. Uh, Utah is good. Utah's, Utah's pretty good. Utah's going to win the Pac-12. That doesn't mean anything to me. I like Florida <laughs> in that one, too. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't mean anything to me. <laughs> hey, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> Pac-12. When has the Pac-12 yeah, been what, relevant? What is it? I mean. USC is going to be good. Does that? Ma- I mean, okay, so they're good in the Pac-12. Will we see them in the playoff? No. You can see Utah in the playoff. Utah go, for if sure. They, if they yeah. go undefeated. No, you could probably see Utah, but, you know, it is what it is. All right, I just the, don't think Florida's all there yet. They're not, but they're, they're, they'll the be Utah's okay. Utah's prize will be the number four seed in playing Ohio State. Congratulations. Congratulations. Or Alabama, congratulations. Yeah. Yeah, I think it'll be Ohio State if they can beat Notre Dame. Yeah, It's a lot of that, pressure to let's go talk undefeated. About that that's, that's minus 16, Ohio State minus 16. <laughs> yeah, on I mean, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everybody, I mean, like. At least week yes. one, we can put to bed all the Notre Dame. Yeah, that's that's what I like. This is your top five team. I guess another top five team. They're sixteen point favorites. Where are they playing that game at? By the in way, in Ohio State. Yeah, in Columbus. Uh, Doesn't matter. Indy. I thought they would put that at Indianapolis. I mean, this is a future that's matchup a huge, though. Huge game. This is a future every season matchup probably, at some point. Very because I think Notre Dame ends up in the Big Ten. They, uh, what's his face? I want to say Swaffer, but that's not right. Um, the eighty there came Shorebrick. Yeah. Came out and said. Um, what how great he thought the what the Big Ten was doing. Was I just think that. it's stupid that Notre Dame can play in the ACC in basketball, but be independent in football and do what we want to. It's all money. TV yeah. rights. Yeah. TV BC. rights. Yeah. It's th- because they have their own TV deal, which is unique to any other situation in college football yeah. except for Texas, who has their own network. What do you guys think about the conference matchups week one college football? Are we a fan of those? I think so. I mean, it, as it a fan? Ra- yeah, it drives ratings. As a fan? Heck yeah! Yeah, as if I was associated with a team. Heck no, man. That's <laughs> yeah. right. No, I because I, the uh, ACC have two of them that off the top of my head I can look at. BC it, uh, plays somebody right. Oh, three now that you say that. Yeah. Syracuse and Louisville. Yeah, that was the one I was thinking about. Who does BC play? Boston College. They play Rutgers, which is not a ACC. Uh-huh. Are they not? Wait, are they not? Rutgers, Rutgers is Big Ten. Big, Big, Big Ten. I can't keep up with it anymore. 
Did we talk Florida State LSU yet? LSU minus three and a half at home. LSU. What like, time is that like game? Seven thirty. It's no question. It's nighttime. They don't lose at night. Yeah. In Death it's Valley. actually it's at the uh, Superdome. Oh, okay. That's different. That's different. The Little no, Caesars. Not. They're still going <laughs> to win. They're still going to win. Chip Kelly era. Chip Kelly era and LSU starting. I like. I like him three and a half. Yeah, Brian Kelly. I like LSU. Brian, Chip. I thought Brian Kelly. Brian, my bad. Kelly. Brian Kelly. My bad. Brian Kelly. Chip Kelly was the worst coach in Eagles history. Brian Kelly. My Chip bad. Kelly's at UCLA. Yeah, Is he still there? Yeah, he's still there. Yeah, he's still there. Where's Brian Kelly at before he came went to LSU? Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Notre Dame. There you go. Yeah. He's the winningest coach in Notre Dame history, right? Is he not? Yeah, I think so. Pretty sure. Yeah. I mean, he's the only Notre Dame coach other than Lou Holtz, I think. I can off the top of my head. Lou Holtz, uh, look. Ty Willingham. Where was Chip Kelly before he was at, <laughs> before he came to the Eagles? Oregon. Oregon, Oregon. Yeah. yeah. and he parlayed that with, that. With Mariota, and then he went to the Eagles and just absolutely sucked. Yeah. You can't. That, that style of ten offense and, can't Wait a minute. Ten and six seasons for the Eagles. Didn't, wasn't that his record? I know they didn't get to the playoffs, hey. but. He was As terrible. a Cowboys fan, I, I, I would know, take 10-6. He, <laughs> he, was, he was 10 and 6 both years, wasn't he? As a Cowboys fan, I would take 10 and 6. Yeah. No, oh, we'll see. It just his decision was like, what the heck are you doing? Because then he tried to run, like run Oregon's offense with yes, the Eagles. It was so yes, that's it was that just you can't do that. The linebackers are too fast. They're just too fast. As a head coach. Here we go. Up up up. That's overall he's 18 and 20. 25 at UCLA. Has he been there that long? 2018. Yeah, he's been there since he. He's been there since the Eagles. His career record in the NFL was 28 and 35, and that was with uh, three years the Eagles, one year with the 49ers. Yeah, not good. 0 and 1 in the playoffs. 64 and 32 overall in college. 2 and 2 in bowl games. So he wasn't great, Chip Kelly, at all. Um. Yeah. Those Oregon teams were just. So they were savage. They, yeah. Kenyon Drake on some of them. Uh, the Anthony Thomas. The Anthony Thomas. Well, the the guy from uh went to so good at uh for the Panthers for so long. Oh yeah, Jonathan Stewart. Jonathan Stewart. I was yeah. about to say Jonathan Williams. I knew that wasn't right. Jonathan Stewart was a was a duck. So yeah. All right, we shift gears really quickly. I don't want to beleaguer this because we all knew it was going to happen last night, and it did. Although Vegas was hot about the over under. Because over under on sounding the horn was seven and a half. We only got seven of them. The last play, which ended on an offsetting penalty, took five minutes and four seconds off the clock. <laughs> five minutes and What's four the seconds. You said last night they ran one play in five and a half minutes. Yeah, that well, wait, no, five oh four. There was the last play of the game happened with five minutes. Yeah, five oh four left on the clock. The last play, and and there was a they were going to make a re kick again. Yeah. I don't. I wouldn't kick. Emerald <laughs> Emerald did not have an offensive possession the second half. I thought we scored a touchdown. So we did the we pick. Scored. Defense. Wow. I thought A.J. Anderson had a running. T- that wasn't in the second that half. Was, that, that was, was the, the, end of the first half. Yeah. yeah. So we didn't get the ball. Key Holloway did not touch the ball in the second wow. half. Wow. I knew it was weird. Matter of fact, someone said. There was to me, two possessions. One ended in a pick six, and the other one. That's what I mean. <laughs> was, was three touchdowns caught back. One ended in a pick yeah. six, and the other one. Their <laughs> touchdown, and then three yeah. consecutive. Yeah. Was, it was their touchdown. Kick returns, returns for t- and a punt in there too, right? Yeah. Didn't Jalen return a punt too? Yeah. Poor Jalen Foster gets. I, was about three hundred yards offense, I think. <laughs> it was like five scores that didn't count. Three hundred all-purpose yards that didn't yeah. count. I'm, I, I, I would love to look look back at the stat sheet. I just can't. It's terrible. <laughs> We have the worst stat guy in no, all stat. We no, we don't. It's <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. He's not the worst. He's not the worst. He's actually pretty good. He's all right. We'll keep him around. 
I got to boot this computer back up. On it's a serious a, note, while, it's a Dell. Pull, while Graham's pulling the stats up, I think that I said this last There's night. Stats. But There's the stats. Oh, there we go. I think you're starting to see, yes, it was the, against a depleted Ware Scholes team, but what this offense can eventually do. Uh, Key Holloway is electric with a ball in his hands. Uh, zone read. So, four attempts, 85 yards, one touchdown. Not too shabby. We know what Ian Ryan's can do on the perimeter. Two catches, 134 yards, two touchdowns. Along the Those are really rushes, effectively. Really rushes, yeah. Um, Jordan Green, big play capability down the field. Two carries – or two catches, two catches 56, 56 yards. One of those – almost all of that on. Yeah. You know, one seeing, catch. When we, <laughs> if, you, if you guys remember, we when we met with the coaches preseason and the two deep, Coach DeBose was saying, we're hoping to be able to establish the run, make guys have to match up with our, our – Offensive threats on the perimeter, and then good luck covering them one on one. one yeah. Which I, I think we're uh, slowly starting to see that develop. Yeah, it's 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 looking good. We got a granted. Tough. It was against. I think we find out. We find out three catches, 122 yards for Jordan Green on the season. I think next year. I think next week we find out how good we are and where we're where we're really at. Uh, at least we down. start to. We start for sure. To. It was, next couple weeks, saluted than BHB the following week. I really, I really, and I'll, I'll throw Crescent in there in the next three weeks because you're likely to lose. I, and I, I believe in the Vikings. I don't want to say, but I'm just a, a realist here. You're likely to lose one of those two games coming up between either Saluda and BHB. And I, I like potentially with Saluda. We're going to probably have to match up uh, with Zion Wright on the edge with, you know, maybe Deuce and Bradley all the time. Deuce um, and then Bradley over the top or yeah, something. Yeah, like something. That. Mm-hmm. You gotta have somebody with some height or who can jump, who can who can guard Zion Ryan. Otherwise, McCarry's just gonna chuck the ball up to him all night. They can run the football too, though. Yeah, when they built this defense, though, this is the type of team they tried to, you know, get their defense set for. Is a Saluda type offense. So you, when we talk to Coach Debose, it's all about tackling in space, not mm-hmm. allowing the big play. This is the ultimate test. Can you stop Saluda's and slow down? You're not gonna be able to stop them, but can you slow down their playmakers? and not allow the big plays over the top in the passing game. I, I, I would agree with you, though. I think they need to shut down the running game yeah. first. Um, Braden Williams has been a monster this year. He's a stud freshman running back, and he's run wild in every game they've had. And I think that's who you slow down first, and then you worry about seeing if you can shut down the big plays in the passing game from McCrary. The the big matchup, of course, really, this is kind of all true – in most high school games, of course, you have some stars who you want to see go against each other kind of thing, but most of the time, you're, you're coach v. coach. A lot of games in high school are won on the sideline, the coaching decisions and, and yeah. what they're doing and how they're attacking and even just game planning, right? You have a coach who's been, is a savvy game planner who knows how to, how to study film the right way, how to, how to get into it, how to see the patterns, how to, how to adjust to those patterns and, your own, and what your own players can do to do that. And so I think we get a matchup of two of the best at that because Stuart Young is one of the best there is. Um, he's right up there with Jamie Nichols, yeah. you know, and, and his ability to teach what they do, um, which Nichols has been doing at Abiel forever. The thing that scares me for this Emerald and Saluda game, Emerald's kickoff coverage yes. is still very shaky. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're talking about maybe some working with some short fields that Saluda's offense will probably have. And then there's been some areas of the field that Emerald hasn't been tested in yet against 96 and Worst Shoals. Mm-hmm. Worst Shoals, like Coach DeBose said, is C-gap every play. Yeah. Now you're going to start seeing, okay, it's a C-gap, it's a B-gap, it's an A-gap, it's a you know, 60-yard pass over the mm-hmm. top, testing the safeties, work that the safeties really hadn't got this year. Mm-hmm. Um, Saluda 
they can beat you in a lot of different ways, and that's what makes me a little concerned about <laughs> how Emerald is going to slow them down, especially if they have short fields um, every play, every time they start an offensive possession. Even best-case scenario, last night, the ball's getting to the 20 on the kick and getting returned to the 35. Yes. I mean, that's, that's about it. And look, the statistics tell you this. Most of the time, a high school team is not going to drive the ball past the 50 to score a touchdown. So you're not terrible there. Once you start, like at, at one point, Wershel started on the 50. And there are definitely, you can see where guys are out of their lanes sometimes on the kickoffs. And that's definitely got to get shorter. We talked about putting some of those senior playmakers, and you did, Jonathan, last night. Probably got to have some of that at some point. I remember Steve Spurrier doing that early on at South Carolina. Put Eric Norwood on kickoff uh, return. We're not kickoff on kickoff coverage. What? Eric Nord was like a stud linebacker, man. I mean, that was when he was good. Um, I think the so next two weeks, BHP is going to see a lot of stuff they haven't seen week one or week two, but it'll benefit them in the long run. That's what I was kind of asking you at the beginning of the show as far as scheduling with non-region because, you know, we play where Shoals 96. The confidence level's up a little bit, but this week against Saluda, we talked about that. And then next week, BHP has a sophomore running back, Marquez Henderson, was out last night. They beat Lawrence 48-20, but week one against uh, Westside, 17 carries, 205 yards, and two touchdowns. Um, and they're kind of mirror images of how you describe Saluda, big, tall, wide receiver on the outside, and a guy named Nevada Billups who's about 6'4", kind of mirrors Zion Wright. Mm -hmm. But I get, I think against both Saluda and BHP the next two weeks, stop the run, make them have to beat you with the pass. Yeah, and I will say Saluda, you know, on their end. Or attempt to stop the run. You know, Emerald's going to be the best team they faced yep. all year, too. I, I mean, they, they, they really have – both teams are going to move up a weight class for this game. Yeah, Emerald has to catch some – they have to catch some momentum early and ride that ride that wave, like really, you know, string some really good offensive possessions together. Other than that, it could be a long night. It also could be a very competitive game, which I look hope for. We – uh, and – it was a good home crowd last night that was there yeah. for the Wear Show game. Great home crowd last I've night. I've seen it before. I mean, you've got a – Our field mics were – Yeah, they were on point. They were yeah. elite. Yeah. yeah. But I've seen it before. A top-ranked team comes into Valhalla, and they're riding high. And Emerald, for some reason, they just play really well at home. If that home crowd shows up big on next Friday, I mean, like Graham said, it could be a competitive game. Um, the the one thing you got to worry about, though, is – it could also get out of hand really quickly because Saluda likes to turn games into track meets yes. with all the athletes that they have. So a couple of turnovers, a couple of bad kickoff returns, and, uh, yeah, the game could get out of hand very quick. Uh, Emerald's got to take that initial punch that Saluda's probably going to throw at him and then respond. Um, but like you said, it's going to be a track meet, or Saluda's going to try to turn into that. But Emerald has athletes offensively, or it looks like they have offensive athletes offensively to maybe attempt to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with them next week. So, it'll be a fun game to watch for sure. And one more thing before we move on to top five, Fort Dorchester and Grayson tonight, which would be a, one of the biggest high school football matchups in the nation. Yeah, it will be. This week. Fort Dorchester, are they not nationally ranked? They are not, but no. they should be. They, they should be. They definitely should be. And Grayson is top 15 in the nation. So, that's going to be – I'd expect Grayson to win, but we're going to learn a lot about Fort Dorchester because – Right now, they're the, they're my pick to win 5A. Fort Dorchester? Yes. Over at work? Yes. Think they're better? I do. We're going to see. Now, certainly, there's some chatter about that on the South Carolina football page. Yeah, and I, I think uh, South Point is the best team in the state. Fort Dorchester second. Then you go Gaffney, Dutch Fork, comparable. Actually, I would probably put Dutch Fork ahead of Gaffney right now. 
Gaffney taking a little bit of flack after the Union County thing last week. Yeah, they uh, that was seemed a little soft. It is what it is. They would disagree. <laughs> they would disagree. All right, let's talk in our last 12 minutes. I've only been able – excuse me. I've only been able to whittle out one of my fictitious teams, or down to one fictitious team because I put fictitious teams in my fo- top five teams I want to fight. I so did you get did all – No, I just had some in there, but I did get – I did. I had two in there. I've got one of them out. Okay. All right. So I, I don't know who else I want, though. But I, so I'm just going to leave. I'll make them my number five. Is that fair enough? That's fair. I did not leave in – I did not leave in – for the posterity's sake, I did not leave in the longest yard guys, right? Because <laughs> they were my number one. I mean, obviously, they're convicts, right? They're killers. Um, so, uh, number five, Bad News Bears. How could you not want those guys in a fight? I mean, seriously. 1985? Yeah, uh, whatever year it is, I'm not sure. But the Bad News Bears in a fight, got to have them. All right, in no particular order, although I'll give you my number one. Um, well, I'll give them to you in order. All right, so we'll go. That's five. Number four, I'm going to say, is the 4 Pacers. Jermaine O'Neal, Malice of the Palace, right? Ron Artest. Ron Artest, mm-hmm. Metal World Peace, Pistons. whatever his name is. Pistons. Right, huh? the Pacers or Pistons? I want the Pacers. And the 04. Steven Jackson. Yeah, I want yeah. I want the Pacers in 04. Okay. All right, but Pistons, I do want some Pistons in 88. I want those Pistons. I want Bill Ambeer, Spider Sally, those guys. Dumars. Um, probably the, the most heinous team in college football, 88 Miami team, right? The Catholics first convicts. Yep. Yeah, Got to be. All right, but my number one. My number one is because this is the, like, I saw this happen when it actually happened, and it's still the coolest thing I've ever seen when someone charged the mound is when Robin Ventura raced out. And I don't care who else is on that 92 Rangers team. You want Nolan Ryan. I want Nolan Ryan (laughs) in that fight because he absolutely walloped Robin Ventura. so (laughs) when my dad was a pastor in Texas, uh, a guy that was a member of his church, on Bob Tedford Chevrolet in the Dallas area. So anybody from the Dallas Stars, the Rangers, the Cowboys, they'd all buy their cars from him. So he'd get all these guys, these Rangers players, to like come make like appearances and all this stuff for people at the church. Nolan Ryan signed him a baseball card with blood coming down his face from the after that fight, and he said, "Don't mess with Texas, Nolan Ryan." That's great, <laughs> man. That's what I need. That right there. Oh, I love wow. Nolan Ryan. He said he beamed the guy one time and got the crap kicked out of him. And he said he made the decision if somebody charged him out, he's going to be ready to fight. That's correct. The next time it happens. And he did. Like, Robin Ventura had no chance, bro. He put him in a freaking chokehold and wailed on him. I'm not even sure how Nolan Ryan had blood on his face. It had to be Robin Ventura's blood. Had to be. Because Robin Ventura got no licks in. <laughs> Zero licks. He ran as he was running up to try and punch. Nolan sidesteps and pop, 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 rabbit punches him in the face, man. It's great. All right, Graves, what you got? This is in no particular order, trust me. I've got the Portland <laughs> Trailblazers. They were the Jailblazers in the early 2000s. Yeah. Rasheed Wallace. Rasheed Wallace, Randolph, yeah. yeah. Bad Boy Pistons, 85 Bears. Oh, yeah, that's ni- a good one. 90s Knicks and the Miami Oh, Hurricanes. the 90s Knicks, too. And the Pacers from the 90s, too. Those are some bloodbaths down low, man. Yep. I got the in number five, the 1993 Philadelphia Phillies, Mitch Williams. That's Mitch uh, Williams, yeah. Mitch Williams, John Crook, yeah. Lenny Dykstra, all those guys. Uh, number four, the 1995 Cleveland Indians. Manny <laughs> <laughs> Ramirez, yes. Albert Bell, yeah. Yeah. Jose Mesa, all those guys. Number three, the 90s Knicks, Anthony Mason, yeah, yeah. Charles yeah. Oakley, Patrick Ewing. Number two, the 85 Bears. I like that. I like you guys going eighty five bears on. Number one, the bad boy pistons. Yeah, that's it's hard to it's hard to Dennis go against Rodman, Lambeer. John Sally, Lambeer. Yeah. 
Rick I mean, they Mahorn. would absolutely lay your lay your hind end out, man. Yeah, they did Mahorn. not care. All right. My number five is the 2015-16 Cincinnati Bengals with Vontez. Vontez, perfect. Yeah, yeah, that is yeah. a great team. Yeah. That, yeah. that is the team I want to fight. Four is the 85 Bears. Number three is actually the 2021 Nashville Predators. That's a good and we can <laughs> and we can look at this is for the hockey a, fans out there. That's we a really can, good pick, though. We can look at some. Does it count in hockey, bro? Oh yeah, they led the league in fights with fifty nine. The team in second place had thirty six. <laughs> a lot of penalty minutes. They, now they won the cup. Was it the year before? or Was it that uh, year? Eighteen, I think. Okay, eighteen or something yeah. like that. Or they made it to the final. Right. And then two is the O four Pacers, and then number one, Bad Boy Pistons. So Bad Boy Pistons universally are agree yeah. they're pretty. Yeah, I just took the because I figured they'd be high. Honorable mentions was the Fab Five. Fab Five, all right. Jalen Rose, I, yeah, I like Jalen Rose. I've always liked Jalen. Yeah, Rose. but uh, the Bengals really that team, they're responsible for what Antonio Brown is doing now. Yes. <laughs> that hit coming across the middle that yeah. perfect. That was a yeah. nasty hit perfect nasty. put on A B on that. Yeah. yeah. I, I said the same thing. I was like, Yeah, perfect hit that dude. That's why he's dancing <laughs> off the field naked. Yeah. Is is because perfect hit that fool in the ear hole, man. He ain't never forgot <laughs> never it. Never the same after that hit. No, man. I'm serious. I, that caused him to have C T E. I don't doubt it. But you know, when they when they um you look at like Aaron Hernandez, man, they studied his brain, that's the worst case of C T E they've ever seen in a person. I mean, you just think about that. Think about uh, the stuff that he did. Antonio Brown's brain, when it gets donated to science, football might never be played again. No, I mean, Junior Seau, same issue. I mean, he can end up committing suicide, man. A CTE's real deal. I, Here's the thing is they keep trying to make the game safer by adding pads. Tell me how many concussion problems we have in rugby. Well, <laughs> a lot of them probably go unknown, but... You don't hear about it too much. You also don't hear about like a bunch of blown ACLs and all kind of craziness because when you tackle with no pads, you got skin in the game then. The problem with making the uniform safer in football is now I have no fear of launching myself. And the safer you make it, the less fear I have of launching myself at another player and well, becoming a weapon. It's actually probably safer to go without pads. That's what I'm saying. Because not only do you have pads on, you're hitting somebody else with pads. Right, right. Everybody's so, got pads. It doesn't pad matter. on pad doesn't doesn't do you anything. Skin on skin's way better. I mean, it's it's going to stop you from launching yourself at people. I mean, for the most part, you don't have that problem in rugby. People right. just tackle; they bring you down. Correct. They're trying to bring you down. There's no hitting, no hit stick in rugby. There's not going to be. That's that's the way I think you make football safer. Just take the pads, make the pads less protective. That way, they got skin in the game. They're not going to get hurt. Launching at somebody. Either make them less protective or go back to the 70s and 80s pads. Yeah. I think having those heavier pads on will make actually slow some of the players down. Yeah, that's. I mean, of course, you know, when football first started getting every, – every successive year were bigger, stronger, faster, man. Yeah. I mean, For sure. those dudes – like the, the, the offensive linemen in the NFL run better 40 times than we do. Yep. They're 300 pounds, man. I'm not – a professional athlete, I understand that. 300 pounds with 5% body fat. Right, but they're 300 pounds, and they can run a 4.5 and a 4.6, right, sometimes. Some of these defensive linemen, usually those guys. Offensive linemen are still fives. They're not over five. Man, I can't. I probably couldn't run a six. I probably could run a six-second 40. I don't we'll know. have to do that one day. Yeah, we have to. But yeah. Maybe that's, we'll do an on-location like broadcast one day from somewhere we can run 40s. Yeah. Go to uh, Valhalla and run that. I'm like around 4.7-ish. Was 
I've never like to be young. Myself, so I have What's no it like idea. to be young? I'm like yeah. a seven. Yeah. Six ankle surgery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're like <laughs> non-mobile ankle. You're gonna be. It's be funny to watch you run a forty. <laughs> be like, like literally, like a wounded duck. <laughs> like shot in the ankle, one ankle. Actually, I think, I think my forty time would be faster now. I did that about two years ago on the cross country team. This dude's just sitting over here. Yeah, I'll run a four seven. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not breaking five, bro. That's what most <laughs> I'm not breaking five. I ran like a four three the night at the jamboree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I heard get on the bus and my tail was gone. <laughs> oh, I, was stri- hey, I was stride for stride with Jalen Foster. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is I'm I'm like walking off the field and, and, and Cam behind the cam who joined us that next morning. He comes running by me and goes, Man, what are you doing? You gotta run. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I'm, used, I'm used to this, man. Oh. All right, what are we looking for? It's obviously college football today. Fantasy draft. Our fantasy draft is tomorrow. I got another one on Wednesday, I think, too. Oh, three leagues? Four leagues this year. Oh, that'd be fun. Leagues. Four. Yeah. Four play. I always do a league with just like random people you find on ESPN. You just like, I want to draft right now. You ever do that? Sometimes. Oh, but yeah. I, don't, I don't have the time, but I'm going to go do it at because I want to. It's usually me and some other dude that actually tries, and it's us competing against each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. beat all the other teams because nobody looks at them. But there's, good, right. there's always another guy in the league that checks their team every week, and you're competing against them. I tell you, it's a lot of fun. It, it, but see, here's the, that's the problem with free leagues, I've found. And I, I don't think ours will end up that way because we're all a bunch of sports junkies. But the reason I jumped in the money league is because everybody took, like, literally two people kind of dropped out, but they, they know they lost 75 bucks, man. And that's a cheap. Money league, I mean, seventy-five bucks is really not a big buy-in, and I'm gonna tell you, seventeen weeks of the NFL season, I was on the edge of my seat, even when I was out of it and playing in the consolation bracket, man. Like, yeah, the money league's where it's at. At least a little skin in the game. But Landon's in a twenty-team league. Twenty-team. Twenty-team league. Yeah, twenty-team. Twenty-team. They just it, it wasn't twenty teams to start. He said, but but once they said, oh, the winner gets all, twenty bucks ahead, and you, you start adding teams, you get to four hundred bucks. It sounds good. It's going to make it very – you're going to have to really know how to stream that third wide receiver, I think, to win that league for sure, and your second running back. God, the draft's going to take seven hours. It's, it took a while. It's not going to be anything on the waiver wire. It's, it's going to be very slim out there, man. <laughs> no, like, yes, you're going to be looking at at a wide receiver three matchup on te- on NFL teams. You know, who's giving up most points in the slot. That's how I won the, the Yahoo League that we were in, your league. Was I? I literally picked up different a different third receiver every week based on matchups. I had time to look up that stuff then. So busy these days, and look, half of my job is talking about sports, and I still can't get it done. It's tough. Life's hard. And then what? Uh, Baker? No, that's what. Um, and then what? Uh, Brady said. Life's hard, man. Yeah. Like you said, a lot of stuff Life's going hard. on. Life's hard. A married supermodel. Yeah. <laughs> Did, did he get another <laughs> plastic surgery? Hard. He looks like he got another plastic surgery. Maybe that's maybe he's getting Botox, Sorry, man. That's why he's out this week. Yeah, gotta get my Botox. Got the kids. He gets that. <laughs> yeah. the, I about to say he gets that at the facility though. They have Botox there for him. <laughs> yeah, that was built into the contract. Can't hang out yeah. with Gronk and the boys. He's got the kids. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you're, that's like the perfect perfect example of your single friend and you know who's still living the life and you're at home with the kids. Like you thought you wanted the supermodel. Now you're at home with the supermodel and he's still out partying. <laughs> it's like, like it's literally like the the. Yeah. I love this t- today. Um, this is the best start kickoff time of all time. Western Kentucky at Hawaii. You want to guess the start time for this game? 8.08. No. Oh. Midnight. 11.45. 
11.59 p.m. is the kickoff time. <laughs> nice. So they have to get it in on Saturday. They have to get it in on Saturday. Well, so you know, actually, man, like 11.59 here yes. is. Yeah, but they have to get it on East Coast time on Saturday. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, it's, it's very early there. Yeah. To be it's about six, six hours, I think. Yeah, so it'll be about seven. I, I once went to Hawaii. It was fun. Spent about 12 days there. Snorkeled with really, really colorful fish. It's fun. So that'll be going on in. 12 hours. Yeah. No, That's not the game I'm looking 13 for. 13 hours. I am ecstatic about the beginning of an NFL season, which is unusual because yes. I'm a big college football fan. Thursday night. Were you at, did you go to the game the other night? You didn't go. Mm-mm. You're talking about the preseason game? Yeah. No, I didn't go. Okay. You still have season tickets? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be there for the Browns versus Panthers. I'd want to go to that one. Yeah. Are you still down in the end zone there? Yeah. I sat right above you. 18 rows up. Last time I was there. Oh, that's you down there, bro. Yeah. Can't hide money. Down the bowl. Can't, <laughs> like, yeah, no kids. There, that's yeah. Well, I about to say it's, it's no money now because I've been a season ticket holder now for about eight years. So, all you're paying for is really just the the ticket. Oh. They have a pro, I'll the license. It yeah, it's a license that yeah. I really. That's where the money. That's really. And you're done paying for the license I'm now. I'm done paying for the license. God, I thought I saw the license fee. They're not really that bad. Not Just anymore, but back when I bought them. Yeah, I mean, and the yeah. problem is you got to do it eight times a year. Uh, that's yeah. So that's, we usually get season tickets to Carolina, and just it was like a thousand bucks a game, man. By the time you drive down there and gas and tailgate and food and everything else, just it's crazy. But no, Bills versus Rams on Thursday night. That's where it kicks. Yeah, off. that's where it kicks off. Yep. And but and Serena's out. We didn't even get to Serena today. That's terrible. We did a little bit. Yeah, beginning of the show. Yeah, I mean, but not it's Serena, bro. I think she's coming back, maybe. Nah, I, don't think, I so. think she's done. She's out of there, just she's like us at eleven oh two. We're two minutes over. That's all right. That's okay. Nobody, nobody cares except us, except my <laughs> wife. Landon was gonna. He's like getting ready to go right now. Probably he's probably rising up to get ready to go to that Carolina game. Fun show today, man. It made it worth getting up. I got to be honest with y'all. If anybody, the equipment was in anybody else's car. It's very likely that I would not have shown up for work today. Because when my alarm went off, and I even slept in till 6.09, I even hit snooze, which I don't do. It was not easy getting up. So glad I did, though. Yes. So glad that all you five people out there decided to join us as well. Don't forget, we're on all your streaming platforms. If you're listening live, you can find us on just about everything that matters. Matt Wire. Matt Wire, not here. Your job is you're on just the line. Right. Your job now is to get this uploaded. His job's on the line. We're actually, it looks like he's we're on the hot seat. He's, he's on, on the hot he seat. He is, but his seat is probably hot because the one. This is a cold <laughs> seat right here. This is where he needs to be sitting, right under this air vent. <laughs> All about the lifestyle. That's what we are. All right. So don't forget Tuesday night mix up probably here at Howard's. I think. Still checking that out. We'll ask Howard in a minute. Here he comes. <laughs> so we got that going on. We got of course at home against Saluda Friday, and we're back here next Saturday morning with you. At 8 o'clock. So for Graham Simpson, Jacob Lethko, Jonathan Graves, Brian King, saying so long from Howard on Main. Money.